stop talking now that I can record. Yeah. You Oops. were literally the last one talking. I know. Trying not to interrupt you. <laughs> I know. Now's when we stop talking. <laughs> yeah, now is because we were because we're berated. we're down in ibuprofen and wine and what ice cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have my period. I'm allowed. Ah, oh, this sh- uh, show's starting to involve your period a lot, Christy. Twice. Well, last week was more butt stuff than period. Yeah, so. last week was my butt stuff. It wasn't about. <laughs> I still haven't heard the sting. I tried to listen to the ending, and then like, I um, I got almost to it because I was just skipping through to hear it after seeing Tim say he almost like drove his car off the street or whatever. <laughs> and um, I haven't heard it yet, so I'm I'm kind of anxious. Yeah, if anybody out there didn't listen to the end of our last episode, you definitely should. That's uh, yeah. If people don't make it that long, they miss. It's like a, it's like a Marvel trailer. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was- like, I'd forgotten about it by the end, and then I was just, like, let it keep playing, and I just heard butt stuff. And I was like, oh, <laughs> And it was like, so, like, you leveled that up, too. Like, it was Oh, loud. I totally did. Yeah. I, was, um, I had a little, well, like, again, we recorded super early, so I had a ton of time while I was yep. uh, sitting around last week to edit it. Well, not even barely sitting around. I was super busy, but it was still, like, <laughs> I took the time to edit it properly, and I was like, I had to get that tagged out and, like put at the end again so yeah very exciting we got those nice effects and stuff on the uh the cosmic meat of the episode too uh, i'm uh, i'm, I'm yeah, if i have the time i can you know fiddle around a little bit it doesn't take long once i figured out how to do it it's just i had to figure out how to do it and yeah. there you go <laughs> all right so let's get started uh thanks for joining us everybody this is dance robot dance uh i'm mark i'm hosting tonight um i'm here with obviously christy and her monthly visitor um, just call me Krampus. Oh my God, Christian Aunt Flo. <laughs> Flo, yeah, Flo's in for the month. Um, and Tim's here, obviously, without a monthly visitor. I didn't. I don't know. You could be on your. We could be syncing up, guys. We could all be having our periods together. No, I synced up to a bunch of nuns. Oh, that's <laughs> during the production. <laughs> Very disturbing. Even the you you guys had some male nuns, did you not? I saw that in that. In yeah, that he synced up too. Yeah. <laughs> And Ed. That's worse. Thanks for reading that, by the way. <laughs> You're so supportive. I am. And humble, too. Whereas Mark just points out my spelling errors. <laughs> Me? I didn't, what spelling Grun- errors? Grunge. Oh, Grunge. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, inaccurate label. Second of all, you spelled wrong. So. <laughs> That's what Christy gets for boasting about listening to uh, Evanescence on Facebook. Ain't nothing wrong. On the Book Ain't of Faces. I can't say much about that, considering I used it as a tag in something last week or two weeks ago. <laughs> you did, but that was... Uh, it was ironic. It was, uh, yeah. Because so. it was from the, the Daredevil movie. I'd forgotten that that was on that soundtrack, too, until I that played. Too. And I listened oh, to it, I was man. like, oh, shit, this was from that fucking soundtrack. You don't that. remember the, the training scene where Electra's training and stabbing the sandbags with her sigh and, like... Yeah. The fucking Does it bring songs? me to life? Yeah. yeah I've, uh, wake me up inside. There's two Evanescence songs. Can't wake up. Yeah. <laughs> Call my name and save me from the dark. It's so good. <laughs> I know it off by heart. Just like Fergie's London Bridge. I have no idea. Yeah, you're just you're just full of uh of <laughs> in, insights on music. Facebook this week. Yeah. Musical you know, London insight. Bridges. 
It's like, how come every time you come around my London, London Bridge, want to go down like London, 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 been going down like... I'm going to get murdered online for this. <laughs> Probably. That's, it's not, I'm not going to get fired from my job for saying anything else. It's going to be my interpretation of Fergie's <laughs> London Bridges. <Yeah. laughs> You're going to find out, like, sorry, we listened to everything, yeah. but that was the, that was, was the deal breaker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the multiple, the multiple fisting references, like, no, that doesn't phase yeah. anybody here. Racism. Like, no. Yeah, the racism. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it's so funny. I didn't realize that was about... I was like, I, for the long time, I didn't get that reference. I was like, is it because she's British? <laughs> no, What's definitely a, not. It's just she, she, her London Bridge goes down. Like, she's just letting them letting them into the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's, uh, it's about uh, refugees. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> How come every time Christy. you come around, my refugees, refugees want to come in? <laughs> That's what I thought the lyric was supposed yeah. to be. <laughs> Uh, she's saying drinks on me everybody getting around because you know she's letting everybody come to her bar and right have drinks i just every time i think about fergie now i can't get over those like pictures of her like pissing herself on stage what have you not seen those there's definitely pictures of her where she's clearly just pissed in her pants on stage it's just all like running down like the inside of her pants and oh my god why i I guess when you gotta go on stage, you just gotta go. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen anybody piss themselves on stage before. No. And I've been to a lot of concerts that I've never seen. <laughs> well, you gotta get the real good seats for that. Yeah, I guess so. I've been uh, bled on by uh, uh, Kiss, though. By uh, Gene Simmons? Gene Simmons, yeah. Oh, you must have been really close for that. That's we, were, we were like in the fourth row center at the Air Canada Center. That was one okay. of the first concerts I ever went to. Nice. And uh, they're still doing the makeup and everything. And yeah. uh, like Gene Simmons gets like lifted up over the stage on the yeah. little platform. And uh, it does a terrible fucking horrible bass solo, but yeah. starts then dripping blood out of his mouth and shit like that. And we were like right under him. So, yeah. Was that Psycho Circus? I'm trying to remember... No, it would have been like the early, late late 90s, I guess. Uh, I think I Psycho- saw them for the Psycho Circus tour. That's because they had the makeup on for that. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it was It was. a good show. But uh, yeah, I mean, Gene Simmons is not what I would call a talented musician, but they definitely put on a good show. He was an excellent businessman, though. So. Yes, he is. Absolutely. Very talented businessman. Yeah. Um. All right, let's uh, let's get started on the news. Um, there's a fair bit of stuff going on uh, that yeah. happened this week, so we should probably get into it first. And most sadly, um, we lost Roger Moore this week. One of the better Bonds. Still my really, I think so. Yeah, my my least favorite Bond. Well, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. He did all the he did all the jokey ones, so he's kind of like, Meh. yeah, it's true. But I, I like I like that. I mean, it worked for that time period. They don't, yeah. they haven't aged as well, but if you watch them with that sort of context of the time that they were made, yeah. uh, then they really, uh, they fit really well in that time period. And they, they really embody that time period and the humor and the style of it very well. Also, I always felt uh, he stuck with the role way too long. Like he was old when he started and like just kept going. I was like, okay, Bond yeah. should at least be able to walk up a flight of stairs without like bordering on breaking a hip and i don't <laughs> yeah. not, not really buying you being able to do that but <laughs> fair enough super sad that he's uh he's lost um the big one though for obvious well for me especially was chris cornell dying last week 
And it was like yeah. the day after we recorded, I woke mm-hmm. up to this like horrific news and was like, oh, good. Now I have to wait a week on the podcast. So I won't weep openly because I did that already <laughs> um, the day after. But yeah, so Chris Cornell, 52 years old, uh, way too soon. Apparently now it's they're saying it's it was suicide, like accidental suicide. Yeah. Based on like the amount of Ativan in his system and stuff like that. So it, it yeah. wasn't accidental. Yeah. Well, it, well, that's what his wife's claiming, and that's kind of what the like the the story that's kind of permeated itself out yeah. in the media has been. They're, so. they're basically saying that like he wasn't in his right mind when it happened, so he didn't know that he'd taken as much. And I guess yeah. well, he, and he ended up hanging himself basically. Yeah. Uh, but that um, his wife, anyways, is saying that uh, she thinks that he was under the influence of the, or it was at least somewhat influenced by the amount of Ativan that he'd taken. Yeah, which has some interesting side effects when you take too much of it. So yeah, and I mean that's that's especially sort of poignant after after fucking Prince within the last year as well. Yeah, this was the this was the first one for me that like hit me right at home because Cornell is somebody that I grew up listening to. So I was mm-hmm. like, hit me like I I like I thought it was a hoax. Like I was praying it was a hoax when I first woke up and saw the news. And I was just like, fuck, yeah. fuck. Because like Tim and I were talking about it, or maybe I was talking to Paul about it, but it was like I was annoyed because they had they were on tour, obviously, because they'd just done a show that night, and like that was the closest show to Toronto. And I was assuming, and I didn't go because I was like, I'm assuming they're just, they're gonna do another leg and show up in Toronto at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. So mm. yeah, but yeah, when was, was when was the last time you saw Soundgarden or Cornell at all? Uh, I saw Soundgarden. Oh man, I can't remember now. It's been a couple years. It was probably on the. It was when they were touring um, their last one, uh, King Animal. So I've seen Soundgarden four times, mm-hmm. all of them post reunion. Okay. Um, I've never seen them. You've never. no, me neither. But they're not a huge. They one of those huge bands for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they were never playing at like any of the festivals and stuff like that that I went to because I didn't go to as many of those as uh, Mark did. Yeah, well, I would I would just I saw them headline because they toured with Nine Inch Nails a couple years ago, and like when they first got back together, I saw that them twice been a good before show. they did. Yeah, that was an awesome show. Um, it was before they did even did the new album. They played around here twice, and we saw them. Paul and I went and saw them too. We saw them at oh god, what is now Rebel used to be Sound Academy used to be the Docks in Toronto. Like in the in a tiny little venue, like when they first got back together, it was mm-hmm. fucking awesome. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that one that one bumps me out like quite a bit. So I've been like on yeah. a Soundgarden kick this week, yeah. getting through. It's a lot of people listen to their music to listen to the Soundgarden music just to feel better, which like I I thought was interesting because like it's it's bleak, it's, hard. it's, it's bleak, bleak music. Yeah. yeah, a lot of it. A lot of the like, subject matter tends to be pretty dark stuff. So, well, I mean, like. There were a lot of people that that said like you know that people like him or uh, or or Eddie like Eddie Vedder mm-hmm. were wouldn't they were surprised when they made it out of that period alive like after like you had mm-hmm. fucking like Cobain, Cobain and Lane Stanley and yeah uh, so yeah or Lane Staley right Lane Staley, Staley yeah Lane yeah. Staley um, and and others as well that just succumbed in that time period to uh, to. Well, Cobain was pretty Whatever. notorious for being like he was kind of a boozer more than anything else. Like, and that was his thing because he went to rehab at one point, but yeah. had apparently been mostly clean for the past 
But I mean, just in terms of like the overall sort yeah, of especially feel that. of that scene, like the the yeah. the like it wasn't a happy scene, right? No, no, no. Like no. the the music was was angry. It was it yeah. was it was sad. It was morose. It was yeah. beautiful, but it was you know it was not happy music. He um, always seemed he out of the four of like because they now at this point everybody's like oh Eddie's the last one left, which like yeah. really like Jerry Cantrell's still alive. There's a bunch of guys that from that scene that are still going. They're just not that big. Yeah, but from those big four bands, it's like Eddie's kind of the last man standing. Mm-hmm. I would have, I would have pegged like if you were, if you were to put me back in like '95 and like which one was going to last, I would have said Cornell would have lasted the longest because mm-hmm. he always seemed like he Even probably if his hit voice it better. Didn't yeah, his voice, I would that was whatever, <laughs> but um, he always seemed the best adjusted out of all of them. Like I thought for sure Eddie was on his way out at some point, and now Eddie turns out to be like the best adjusted fan, the most man. stable. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> If you give up the cigarettes, I'd be a little bit happier. It'd make me <laughs> feel a little bit safer about his future health. But uh, yeah. he's outlasted everybody else at this point. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've been playing Soundgarden all week. So go listen to Super Unknown or find a solo album or something like that and listen to something. It was sad news for me last week. Yeah, uh, I feel like just in general, like I mean, he's probably one of the bigger names we've lost in 2017. He's probably the biggest name we've lost in twenty seventeen. In, in so music, far. anyways. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of anybody who else has passed. Who else has passed twenty seventeen? This year's been a blur since the inauguration. Yeah, there hasn't been a lot in terms of there. There have been like a lot of older, like yeah. uh, older. Well, like we lost powers and stuff like last that. week and stuff like that too. So yeah, um, but this one was like so out of nowhere. Like I was like, he's on tour, right? Like what? Yeah. How did, what the fuck? Like because I knew, like I got, a, I got a warning for like notification being like Soundgarden's playing in, th- in Detroit tonight and I was like ah f- fucking horse shit it's a Wednesday night I can't fly to Detroit right now so. <laughs> yeah like that's always the roughest ones are the ones where like they're still active um, yeah. Yeah. you know like Roger Moore hadn't hadn't done much in years uh, Powers Booth hasn't done much in a while although he he was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. but that was a couple years back at this point or a couple seasons yeah. back at this point um, the other one that that uh, sort of caught me by surprise but wasn't super impactful was Lisa Spoonauer, who played Caitlin Brief, uh, on I, I was, that was one, that was the next one I was going to. But talk she about. Didn't, she never really did anything after that, right? Yeah. So again, she wasn't really active. So she was pretty young. She was only like in her mid forties. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, like Cornell still making music, still actively touring. That they were like they were in the process of recording an album too. From last I heard, because Matt uh, Matt Cameron, their drummer, like so Matt Cameron is Soundgarden and Pearl Jam's drummer now. Like he splits his time between the two bands, and he was mm-hmm. talking about like. Yeah, I'm doing the Soundgarden tour, then we're recording, and then, like, I gotta go talk to the Pearl Jam guys and, like, figure out what they're doing, and blah, 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 and now it's like, well, I guess, like, the worst joke you can possibly make now is at least Matt Cameron's always gonna be available for Pearl Jam, like, oh. <laughs> so, Ouch. I don't know, yeah. Oh, there was all kinds of weird shit this week, I guess Cornell's mother-in-law had been, like, tweeting angrily at, like, Eddie Vedder because he hasn't reached out to the family yet, and it's like, who the fuck, what is going on? Yeah. There's a lot of drama going on at this point, because it's so fresh with everybody, and it took a while, because I was talking, Tim and I were talking about it, like, the next yeah. day, pretty much, and it was like, nobody had commented, so I was wondering what kind of weird shit had gone on, because they hadn't released, like, nobody made any comment, and usually mm-hmm. somebody in one of those, like, in that kind of circle of bands would have posted something and the closest i think happened in the first 48 hours was like tools official facebook posted something but mm. like who knows if that's any of the band members had anything to do with yeah. that you know yeah. what i mean like i haven't then, seen anything come out of like well like haven't seen anything come out of the pearl jam camp haven't seen anything officially come out of the Soundgarden camp 
I did um, see quite a few. I don't know if it was necessarily like from that group of artists or circle or whatever, but there were a lot of artists that are also touring right now that yeah. like did tributes and stuff to him on stage and that kind of thing. I think I want to say Chili Peppers said something. Chili Peppers did something right on the weekend. They they were playing at a festival this past weekend, and a bunch of bands did like little tributes to him like that. Like the next day, uh, mm-hmm. Megadeth did a tribute to him, and then like. A day after that, there was something about like Stone Sour doing something at a festival that Soundgarden was supposed to play this past weekend. And mm. I think the Chili Peppers were at the same festival and did, I want to say Black Hole Sun, but I might be wrong. I'm not sure. Yeah. And there was a couple other people who had done like, have done covers and stuff like that. But this is like the, the circle of like former kind of like the late 90s kind of alt rock bands. Like nobody said anything because those guys are all kind of know each other and float in the same circle now. So yeah. I guess the Chili Peppers would be kind of involved no. in that. But like there hasn't been anything from like, Nobody from Queens has said anything. Like nobody from Foo Fighters has said anything. Like Pearl Jam, like the rest of the Soundgarden guys, even like Jerry well, Cantrell. Like, are these even like guys anything. that are particularly active on social media, though, or are they guys that would just probably reach out like personally, kind of thing, rather than making like a public statement? You're right. That's more or less what I'm assuming has happened at yeah. this point, because most of those guys are like like Maynard and Josh are all both pretty reclusive. Eddie, God, I don't even know if Eddie knows what Twitter is, so. Probably not. He's probably like, "Can I type it on my typewriter and send it in?" Like, yeah. <laughs> no. no I, well, we can translate it for you, Eddie. But can, can, yeah, can I send him a telegram? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Knowing Eddie, that would be the way he would go. But yeah, so there hasn't been anything like that. But like, yeah, it was that was that one that one hit hard. So I've, I've been bummed out this week. So yeah. Um, moving right along, the other big news we had this week: um, Zack Snyder, and also tragic news too. Zack Snyder's oh, leaving God. Justice League. Um, because his, was it his daughter? Yeah, yeah, his daughter committed suicide. Seventeen year old daughter committed suicide like two months ago. Yeah, in March. And they kept yeah, it they under didn't. they kept it under wraps and it just came to a point where he was just like, I thought I could move on with this, yeah. but I can't and yeah. so I need to step down and uh so yeah. yeah. I think that it's it's pretty I mean it's tragic, my God. I couldn't believe no word about that got out anywhere. Well, I hadn't that's heard why anything I'm thinking about the 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 whole thing that you were just talking about. It wouldn't surprise me if people haven't said anything because they've been asked not to. Yeah. Entirely possible. Well, I mean, he's not in the public eye as much as like, uh, you know, somebody that's actively in front of audiences on a daily basis or somebody that is, you know, or like an actor or somebody like that that's making a lot of appearances on like talk shows and that kind of thing. He was pretty, he's pretty active like Instagram, Twitter guy though from like mm. what I've seen. So like I was, I'm surprised not like I'm just, I was just surprised you would think like Scuttlebutt you would have heard about something going on yeah. but like nothing got out because that's the kind of shit you would hear like page six kind of reporting on or something like that and I didn't hear anything so I was like yeah, oh wow that's kind of out of nowhere. Um, It's nice to know I guess that even if, if that information did get out that it uh, somebody kept it down yeah exactly that it that there are still good people out there in the journalism world particularly like the paparazzi like hollywood world that uh you know had the fucking good judgment not to spread it all over yeah that's pretty surprising um in light of that though um joss whedon has stepped in to kind of like i guess usher justice league the rest of the way through production so I've I've seen a couple things today about like that probably won't include reshoots necessarily, but it sounds like Josh is going to be kind of heading up the editing and like massaging and post prod of the film, yeah. which is well they they were saying there was a number of scenes that they decided to add after, um, so there's some like small 
additions here which, and there, which they almost always do on yeah, these every budget thing. But that's that, yeah. why yeah. that's why he was saying in the article that I read anyway that he was very comfortable with Joss Whedon taking over because he, one, he knows the characters, he knows the story, mm-hmm. and um, it's not direction changes so much as it is producing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the, probably the just, vision. you know, yeah, or like little like gaps in like, hey, yeah. we didn't explain this well enough. Let's put in this little scene just yeah. to give a little more context or something like and that it, or a couple lines of dialogue or something. At that point, the direction's minimal because you have the storyboard. Yeah. Your actors already know their character. I mean, you might need to pull some stuff from them um, a little bit here and there, but um, everyone's probably so devastated for the family that they're just working their asses off to get this movie done for them. Yeah. And I can't like I, I'm actually surprised like Affleck didn't step in at that point and just like if we're gonna get, like the movie through, but yeah. Pro- well, think about it. It was probably Snyder's choice. That's true too. I'm just and amazed. Like that's sure. that's a big coup for DC. Like regardless of how you look at it, because that means well, I mean they already had Whedon involved, right? Because he's yeah. already been announced to to be working on the Batgirl movie. So I guess they probably already had him like somewhat on a contract or something like that. And so they could say, Hey, can we tap you for this on top of that kind of thing? We'll just extend this to that or something. Pay you a back up dump truck full of money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But think about how beloved Whedon is too. In that, like in the, in the sphere. Yeah. Like Batfleck just turned down directing or Ben Affleck just turned down directing Batfleck. Yeah. Like they're not going to reward him by giving him, this movie, um, you know, to finish. And besides, I think um, if if it were me to make that choice, I'd choose Whedon too because he strikes me as someone who would respect your vision more versus yeah. um, taking control of something that doesn't necessarily need control. It just needs completion. Yeah. The one thing on this story, <clears throat> excuse me, that really just fucking irked me so much was the internet response to it. Like, I'm oh, on a yeah. bunch of like comic book communities and like uh, communities for like the DC extended like cinematic universe and stuff like that. And it like the fucking trolls just came out of the woodwork and like everybody had to get their fucking two cents in. And they were like, man, I really wanted this to happen, but not like this. And I was like, really? You had to use this opportunity to get that little fucking dig in yeah. at this guy that's clearly go- going through a massive tragedy, yeah. but he made a couple movies you don't like, and so you feel like it's necessary to fucking throw him take in the mud. Yeah, yeah, take a fucking shot at him. Like, this is the time where you just shut the fuck up, and if you are going to say anything, you say something fucking supportive, or, or you just fucking keep scrolling. But that's not the internet. That's not the trolls. Yeah, well, I mean, the shit thing is, is like, it's even like Facebook, where your fucking name is on the goddamn post. You know, it's not like it's some anonymous fucking forum or something like that, or like 4chan or Reddit or something, where you can just shit post your heart's content. Yeah. Welcome to Trump's America, Tim. People just say whatever they want, and there's no accountability. Don't 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 pretend it's just America. (laughs) No, I know it's not. (laughs) I think that it's more that. If people can be cruel and still maintain some anonymity, anonymity, anemone, anemone, anemone. Now I can't say it. God damn it, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's the it's the idea that if you know you still get the response you're looking for, which is a response in general. You just feed off of that energy. Yeah. yeah. Like they're not going to give a shit if you see their name. It's a bunch of strangers telling you that you're an asshole or like fighting for your opinion. You're yeah. still going to get that rush. Yeah, it was just I mean like it's I feel disgusting. like some of it wasn't like people actively trying to troll. It was just them being like I hate this guy so much because they, you know, take personal offense 
when something happens like it's when something happens with a character that they you know have some relationship to or something you know yeah. some some uh some I, I identify with in some way and then they just feel like the fact that somebody made a movie that they weren't 100 percent happy with is a personal slight against them and that they you know get their fucking say even in tragedies like this kind of thing is so just, it's it's like it's, it's internet disgusting. it's internet fanboy 101 these days like that's yeah. just pretty much the way it works kind of so i i spent a fair amount of time was it yesterday when that came out just fucking like policing assholes and communities and being like really asshole you had to <laughs> fucking take this opportunity and a lot of them just went quiet yeah that's kind of how it works yeah if you get called out then you're gonna keep your mouth shut you know what i mean so yeah. good on you for calling them out though <laughs> Um, yeah. just a couple of little quick, quick news things. So today we got a Castlevania trailer for the Netflix show. It was 38 seconds long Te- and showed teaser teaser. Yeah. Teaser showed nothing, but I'm still excited. Apparently though, it is coming out in July. So yeah, it's sooner than quick. I thought. Yeah. I was surprised. They must've been working on it in the background without telling anybody. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, you know, happening in like some fucking clearly happening in like some random Asian studio kind of thing. Somewhere. Yeah, it's probably like, it's probably in Vietnam or Korea or yeah. some shit like that. Yeah, which is, I mean, I I had the there's so much of that sort of anime style art in Castlevania to begin with. Yeah, that I'm not that surprised that that ended up being the style of the animation and stuff like that. It's but always I, kind of the style it was supposed to be in. Like yeah. even when they were talking about doing the movie ages ago, it was supposed to be like uh, a like an anime kind of style. But I was really hoping it wouldn't be just because I I don't. It's really just not a style that does it for me, but I'm not a big uh, Castlevania guy to begin with, so I'm not really... You know, I'm in, like, based solely on the... Like, I mean, it's written by Warren Ellis, which means I'm going to watch it one way or the yeah. other, so, like, there's that. And then, like, I like the Castlevania games a lot, so, like, there's a lot of lore they can draw on that would be pretty interesting, so... Yeah, like, I feel like... For me. I feel like something like a heavy metal style animation... Um, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you've seen the heavy metal, like movie, like that would lend itself a little bit more to something like this, like more of that Western, uh, style of like adult Styles animation. Dead, it is. And that's the, that's the problem is, uh, or, or, I mean, there, there's like, there's like adult swim shows or something like that, maybe that they could go to for a style rather than uh, anime style, but the anime style, like one, it is highly identified with the property and two, it's so fucking cheap to produce. Yeah. It's super cheap. Well, because like even um, in comparison, the, the DC, like even the DC animated features, like as, yeah. as as varying in quality as they are, the animation skewed very far into that like anime style for the most part. Like in the mainstream yeah. ones, you know what I mean. The ones that are more based on like the new Fifty Two stuff, I find the animation. I'm like, there's a lot of Japanese influence to the art. And I haven't I haven't got that far yet. I'm still like pre. I'm uh, I'm watching them in order. And haven't quite got to the Killing Joke yet, but the older ones weren't. I mean, no. they they were done a lot of them by those uh, yeah. like Asian studios, but they weren't necessarily done in a like really heavily slanted sort of anime style. The ones that the ones that ape like other artists' style, like the Killing Joke, for example, or the ones that were like aping um, like the Ed McGuinness style when they did uh, the Super, Batman, Batman vs Superman, yeah. yeah, like that stuff. That those ones I found. I mean, McGuinness' style is pretty anime esque yeah. anyway, but like. Or like the the new front new frontier and that yeah. sort of thing, or like a lot of them really ape the timber stuff as well. Yeah, well, that's still there, but it is like I still I can still see it in some of the character design. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of like that Japanese influence, which doesn't bother me too much. But I'm just like I notice it coming in because I want timber's kind of animation style, and that's not yeah. what I'm doing. And yeah, whatever. I mean, it doesn't work for like high high def kind of 
stuff anymore, I guess. Like, I'm sure there'd be a way to do it, but it would require more work kind of thing. But Yeah. Anyway. Uh. Um, so, yeah, so that... This one's for you, Christy. Um, so <gasps> Sam Mendes, the director of Skyfall, the James Bond movie, uh, is right. set to direct uh, Disney's live-action Pinocchio movie. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you not? Oh, oh, right, Monstro. Oh, no. <laughs> live-action Monstro, Christy. Oh, puke takes. No. Really? <laughs> I don't like him. I don't <laughs> like that movie. I don't like that movie at all. That movie right. scared the shit out of me when it I was a kid. It scared the shit out of me. The and fact I, that the kids become donkeys, yeah. because, like that's horrifying. So oh. when I was in, when I, I was thought in you'd Disneyland, be happy about this. I did. I pulled this for you. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in uh, Disneyland last month, um, they have a Pinocchio dark ride there. It's like Pinocchio's daring journey or something like that. Oh, no. And like it's it. Uh, I mean, I I remember Pinocchio pretty fucking vividly from my childhood but it was definitely like reliving all that like because you're going through and like you go through the scene where they you know the kids are having fun having fun and then they start fucking turning into donkeys and like that's that's like fucking i think we actually talked about this on our episode where we talked about like uh movies that scared us that weren't necessarily supposed to be scary but that's like fucking some hardcore body horror right yeah it's really scary like and just just for this kid like being who like sure he was he was tempted into being a you know bad but he was abandoned and like left to die by his parents yeah, and he was taken in by these like people and he like just like i don't know he just yeah, tried to get by and yeah like a little kid out in the world by himself that's fucking scary it is scary like and, that's horrible and monstro was just like terrifying like force of nature and just swallows him up whole i know it's so scary yeah. oh i don't i don't i don't like it I don't like okay. it. I haven't really been too big on any of these Disney live action remakes. I've I've watched very few of them. So, it, um, Beauty and the Beast is available like online now. So I was like, I was mm. kind of thinking about watching it, but I'm like, I don't really care that much. And I haven't even had a chance to sit down and watch John Wick two again yet. So I'm like, that I feel like that needs to take precedence in my yeah. life at this point. That's the thing. I'm sort I am sort of curious about them, but there's so many other things that I'd rather watch. Yeah. I haven't watched yeah. any of the DC TV. Like, all the finales happened this week, and I haven't touched anything this week. So, mm. <laughs> Guys, I just by accident, like, went to reach for my wine and <laughs> picked up the pills. <laughs> I was going to be like... It's probably safe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know what? Beauty and the Beast gags. is worth... It's worth a watch. I'll probably, I'll probably it's, sit through it at some like point. It's, like, fun. I, just... I was just severely disappointed in it because <laughs> I don't believe that Lumiere should be played by a, a higher-voiced Scotsman. Yeah, okay. I, I he did an okay job. It just wasn't wasn't what I wanted. I just recently watched uh, uh, Ewan McGregor on Colbert uh, a couple months ago, back when he was promoting on or on it to promote. Uh, well, he was promoting that and also Train Spotting too, too yeah. which is a weird fucking pair to be out, you know, on uh, on the media trail for at the same time. Uh, yeah. But he said he'd never seen the original movie. So, like, he came into it totally, like, fresh, like, out of nowhere kind of thing. He also came, uh, apparently said that he thought he came onto set, like, thinking that he could do a French accent, but then realized he absolutely couldn't. So, no. then had to go, like, <laughs> go back and, like, uh, figure out, like, do some, you know, practice or whatever to actually get that down. That's funny, actually. Yeah, yeah no, I, I just, I, no. <laughs> I was upset by it. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, well, maybe you'll like this one. Um, so Tom Holland, our our new Spider-Man, 
yeah. has been cast as Nathan Drake. Yes, I'm. Um, mm, oh yeah, I, young, mm, young, I, young Nathan Drake, Drake. Right? Yeah. Uh, oh, Christy has just, some feelings. I Christy's think. got. Christy's just not happy today. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It is that time of the month. I was gonna say. <laughs> Don't blame that on the choices made by directors. I mean, like, mm, I'm. I. I'm excited to see him as Spider-Man. I am. I'm interested to see what he will do. I wanted to see a um, regular-sized aged Nathan Drake, and I wanted him played by Nathan Fillion, and I'm upset. Nathan Fillion's getting a little long in the tooth to be playing Nathan Drake, I think, these days. Um, I don't give a shit. He would have been great. He would have been great when they promised it to us years ago. Oh, yeah, but... To be fair, this is also one of those movies that, like I don't not sure it's ever gonna get made ever. Like mm-hmm. so many people have been attached to the Uncharted franchise, Nathan Fillion being one. There was a time when it was like definitely gonna be Mark Wahlberg, which I was just like, Oof, that's Ugh. oh no, that upset me too. I was yeah, like, that's nope, upsetting. Um, but I would have even been, like, can you imagine Hugh Jackman as Nathan Drake? I think we've talked about that. No, we talked about Hugh Jackman as um, dude from uh, Last of Us. Oh yeah. As Joel. As Joel, yeah. Don't say mm. dude from last I episode. can't remember his name, I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, I would have um I would have liked to see him in either of those roles. Uh I'm just I don't know. Meh. <laughs> I, I didn't want to see a young naked Nathan Drake naked Drake. Want, <laughs> you you did want to see, see a naked Drake. You did want to see a young I mean, or yeah. at least a naked Drake, yeah. <laughs> I mean maybe not a young one, yeah. but a naked Drake. Yeah, a naked Drake. But I just, mm, I don't know. I why couldn't we just see him as like the man he is? Like, make a backstory movie later. Yeah, because they have Tom Holland on contract, and they could get him. Yeah, yeah. So I know he's like hot right now. Or yeah, <laughs> I, know, I have my opinions. I'm doing like I'm, I have my opinions. very very poorly hitting any of Chrissy's happy notes tonight. So. <laughs> I just don't want. Well, that's that's other Mark's job. Yeah. Fair. Not when I'm on my rag, though. But um, I don't want a Nathan Drake, like, to be a superhero movie. It's n- he's not a superhero. That's necessarily going to be a superhero movie. I know, but I just, like, that's what attached, that's going to be attached to Tom Holland. You know, like, he's coming fresh off of playing Peter Parker, and Peter Parker is not Nathan Drake. Arguably a better character, but fair enough. <laughs> he's had more time to mature. I like. They, don't get me wrong. I like Nathan Drake, but I'm no. I'm, I'm saying like the character of Spider Man has had years yeah. of practice to be good. Nathan Drake just came out of the woodwork and was awesome from the get go. Yeah, I don't know. That first game was a little patchy in spots, but well, okay. I mean, it was patchy, but the character development wasn't patchy. Yeah, no, the story's good in the first one for sure. Also, I do love. I do love those games. Those games are awesome. So. It made me fall in love with that voice actor. You say oh. his name, Nolan North. Nor- sorry, you know what it is? It's that Mark made fun of me so much for liking him. We called him um, Nolan Norp for oh. the longest time, or Norp, uh, Norpy N- Netherlands, stuff like that. He was just making up names. <laughs> yeah, uh, I couldn't say his name for the longest time, but I love Nolan North. He was so funny in Portal. Yeah, yeah, Nolan North's awesome. So I actually almost like have a hard time picturing me watching a movie where Drake is in it, and it's not that him? voice. I yeah. know. That's another. Maybe that's why they're doing it for the disconnect, but I don't know. All right. Well, let's just move right along then. Uh, oh, it's Geek of the Week time, guys. Geek of the Week. Geek of the Week. Very exciting. 
All right, we're going to start with Christy this week, um, because Tim and I have something we want to talk about, so. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. In regards to your own? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, geekiest thing I did this week. Um, Tim said I had to do this one. Um, <laughs> so, after our last podcast, so I guess technically last week, um, my Mark and I, I made him go for a walk. Because uh, I try to go for a walk at least once a night. Um, and it was uh, just the beginning of the new Pokemon um, festival. And there was a Sudowoodo in a park. So I made him walk to the park to get my Sudowoodo. And, which is a tree Pokemon. And um, when we got there, Mark found a pair of um, kids costume monarch butterfly wings oh i fully expected that those were actually yours no i wanted them to be mine but he wouldn't let me take them home because some kid probably wants them back tomorrow i would have said probably because they have aids all over them because they're in the fucking park (laughs) no (laughs) but anyway so i put on the wings and i pretended i was butterfly and i flew around for like 15 minutes and it got posted on Facebook. And he took a video Facebook. of you while you I thought he was taking no, a picture. It was a video. <laughs> did somebody end up photoshopping an explosion onto the end of it? No. Oh, I saw somebody threaten to do that, and I was like, that would have been amazing. Oh, my that God. Really I need to get this video. I'm getting good at After Effects, guys. Like, I can do this stuff Have you now. not seen this? Mike, Michael Bay the shit out of it. <laughs> I saw the um, I saw the little, like, Instagram thing of you, like, hopping or whatever. Oh, no. This is a full-on, like, 30-second oh, okay. clip. I must clip. have missed that. I don't know. I haven't been oh. on Facebook much this week. It's been... Uh, Every time I open it up, it's just like as all Alan Cross posting about Chris yeah. Cornell, and I'm just like, okay, now I'm depressed. I can't look at Facebook. Well, if anymore. you watch this video, you might find some joy. Okay, I'll I have was, to go take a look at it. It was pretty silly. That's but funny. That was probably the geekiest thing I did was to run around pretending I was a butterfly. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Tim and I's—I don't know if it's actually the geekiest thing Tim did, but I know the geekiest thing I did this week was we both saw Alien Covenant, so we wanted yeah. that little chat about Alien Covenant on the podcast. All right, I'll be quiet for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, we figured Christy wouldn't be super into talking about it, but I wanted to touch on it because it just came out this weekend, and it means we're not waiting six weeks to review it like we usually do. Waiting for Christy. Well, I don't just think Christy's ever going to see minutes. this one. So. Just give yourselves like no. ten minutes to talk about it, and yep. then we'll go to that meeting. All right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Tim and I both saw Alien Covenant. I saw it last night. Uh, Tim saw it last week. Uh, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Tim, what are you, what are your thoughts? I did. I really enjoyed it. I felt like it, uh, I mean, it was sort of an ideal Ridley Scott alien movie for me. It it bridged the gap really nicely between, uh, Prometheus and Alien. Um, I liked the characters for the most part. There were a couple sort of wonky bits and, and shit that I thought was maybe a little sort of overexplained or weird or a little bit of stupid ball or something like that. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, I, I was, I was really happy with it. I, I was like the way they all got infected seemed totally like normal to me. Like none of it made, or initially when they first got on the planet and stuff like mm-hmm. that, when they get infected, none of it seemed idiot ball to me. Cause I was yeah. just like, yeah, they're going to be curious and poking around at stuff and like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, and, and like them getting to the planet to begin with was, was like, it wasn't forced. It was like, hey, there's this other planet that is an even better candidate than the one that we were going to. Why don't we at least go check it out kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. No, I thought I thought they, they did a good job of like navigating around like the what could have been just like tropes of yeah. stupidity kind of thing going on. And, and es- I, especially having James Franco's character who's supposed to be the captain. 
yeah. die in the very early stages of the movie and then having sort of this less effective, sort of ineffectual uh, Billy Crudup's character step in and right there you've already got a pretty good excuse to do stuff that might not be the best, you know, best decision for the yeah. crew kind of thing. So And he fucking killed it. I thought he was he so did. good in the movie. Like I I like Billy Crudup a lot and he doesn't get a lot of play, I don't yeah. think. Um totally underrated, like super yeah. undervalued guy. Like he should they really should have done more. Somebody should have done more with him, you know what I mean, at some point. And I yeah. hope he gets a He's supposed bit more to be playing like he's supposed to be playing Barry Allen's dad in uh the Flash he, movie. I heard he left. No, that was a hoax. Was I heard. I saw hoax. like the next day that that was an overblown like offhand comment or something oh, like that. Okay. So I heard he he's left, still on board so. for that, but it doesn't have a director right now. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah. If it was ever even going to happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. But like, I I really enjoyed him. I enjoyed. And I can't. Wish I could remember. The, I should have looked it up in between because we were talking about it before the episode, and I was like, yeah, I, I mean, really like the lead. What's, yeah. What's the actress's name? Uh, the character's name was Danny. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I really liked the the uh, Walter versus David stuff. Um, yeah. The the themes were played really well, like the uh, you know themes of like creation, and uh, I, I really I like the world building that it did. Like I've heard seen some articles saying like that it sort of detracts from the original movie because it takes some of the mystique away from the xenomorph and stuff like that. But I'm I'm usually of the mind that I'm happy to have more of anything kind of thing, unless yeah. it's uh so you know i i'm not necessarily in that in that boat uh katherine waterston is the, the right it's uh fuck it's bill waterston's daughter yeah um yeah, bill right. waterston or sam waterston sam waterston's daughter from yes. sam waterston from uh law and order but she's in christie's favorite movie inherent vice <laughs> i think christie's muted us at this point probably christy did you, christy did you mute us christy what what do you want <laughs> the, girl, the, yeah, girl, the, the girl, from the, the lead from Alien from Covenant. Wasn't that the movie favorite. you hate? It's from your favorite movie. Wait. Wasn't that the movie Inherent Vice? Uh, I hate okay, it. Yeah. That's what <laughs> she I, was. She was, was also in Fantastic Beasts. Ooh, was she? Lead, yeah, she yeah. was Por- Porpentina, Tina Goldstein in Fantastic Beasts. Is the girl that played the lead in uh, in Alien Covenant? Alien Covenant yeah. yeah. Also, surprisingly, like I didn't hate Danny McBride, which like shocked the shit no, out of me. He was really good in it. He was uh, really good, and I was surprised by that as well. Like he he didn't try and play like overly serious or anything like that, but like his um, uh, emotional notes were, were no, good. he was really good. I was like, and obviously, like he's he's being directed by Ridley Scott, so I mean, like you mm-hmm. got to give fair play to the fact that yeah, probably one of the best directors on the planet, like giving him, you know, notes yeah. and stuff like that. So he's going to get played well. Yeah. But like, that was, I think my favorite part of the movie it was like, like, like I love these older guys, like coming back and directing these kinds of movies. Cause it just mm-hmm. like shows everybody how it should be done. Like, it's the same thing I said about, we didn't actually do an episode about Mad Max, but like when Fury Road came out, Fuck. Maybe we should like, do an episode Sorry. about Fury Road. I loved that oh. fucking movie. That movie was great. Yeah, I could, yeah. I could talk about the Mad Max movie. movie almost gave me a goddamn heart attack, but it was amazing. Oh, As I a lo- side I... note, th- I totally get why I really hated her as the lead actress in Fantastic Beasts now. I couldn't place her face. I was like, I just don't like this girl. And now I know why. In weird her boobs. Oh, is what? she weird boobs? Okay. <laughs> That's enough. We don't need to talk about her anyway. You guys <laughs> go back to talking about the movie. I'm anyway, watching yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I like it. You were talking about really like it was nice having really Scott being back like that. Le- it was the same like level of suspense kind of that yeah. the original Alien movie had, but with a much bigger budget and a lot more sort of 
you know, good effect shots and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's been a while since a movie like a gotcha moment in a movie got me, and there was a couple that actually like mm-hmm. caught me off guard that because I, I was just like invested in kind of the story of the characters going on, and then they yeah. did like something jumps out or something happened. And I was like, oh shit! But like yeah. the, the way he like the way he ramps up the tension from like them bringing uh the one marine guy or whatever they want to call him like back to the ship and like yeah. the slow ramp up to like the, the backburster like, the backburster and Fuck, like that through was the intense. whole thing yeah but the, the whole sequence leading through to like them running away and david showing up was like yeah i was edge of my seat like freaking out shit I'm me like, too like really well done like, my heart was fucking pumping and that's um, just but that's just like having somebody like ridley scott directing like who just knows yeah. how to do it i was just yeah. like yeah this is what you get when you get like a fucking a veteran, master of suspense yeah, like a yeah. veteran like master director doing their job like and wanting to do it like obviously wanting to do like being engaged with the material and just yeah. like, kicking the shit out of it and stuff like that you just, yeah this this makes me this makes me really happy that he's uh you know signed on to do a couple more of these yeah no like i was i was a little hesitant after prometheus because i thought that movie was not awesome so i was like oh if that's what these are gonna be like you know whatever <laughs> so but this, like, I'm back on board now. Like after this movie, I'm like, I'm in. Like, I'll watch. Yeah. I'll watch whatever he does. So yeah. I, I went back and watched uh, Prometheus like the night after. No, the night. Yeah, because I saw Covenant in the afternoon. I went back mm-hmm. and I watched Prometheus that evening, and uh, I still like Prometheus. I think I like Covenant better. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, I definitely like Covenant better. I am like I do have it like in my queue to watch for the, like the next couple of days. I will get yeah. to it when I have a chance to sit down and actually watch some TV or whatever, but probably on the weekend, I'll probably blast through it again, just to kind of like, I kind of want to see where the tie is again, because I'm like the way they lead into like David getting onto like into Prometheus, like that backstory that he has. I'm like, does that actually fit right? Like, I don't remember if it fits right or not. So, yeah. Well, when, when he gets onto Prometheus, he's basically just a head, right? Like she Mm -hmm. carries his head and his body on separately. And so it works where they talk about like her, putting him back together on the ship like he's still functioning but mm-hmm. sort of like bishop was in the original movie he was uh just ahead by the end yeah um, i might just i might just binge a couple alien movies this weekend so or sorry bishop movie. in the second movie yeah oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah sorry yeah but uh but that's for me like i'm having trouble figuring out whether i like it more than the james cameron aliens the second movie or not it's like it's, it's, it's again it's, it's the same like it's a different kind of movie like yeah. this feels more like a direct it feels more like a direct sequel well maybe not even a direct sequel but it feels more like a sequel to a spiritual successor yeah but it feels more like a sequel there's more of a straight line between alien and prometheus to this movie than there is anything to do with aliens you yeah know what i mean yeah like aliens was cool but it's clearly a james cameron like or an 80s James Cameron, at least, like, before he got sort of making... Like Splatterfest kind of thing. Yeah, it was the big action movie, right? Yeah. Like, which, like, very few people do them as well as James Cameron. But, again, it's, like, the way the original... eight, Like, they're completely different movies. Like, yeah. I love them both for totally different reasons. And, yeah. Chris is just, like, just listening like to music. Away, man, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so the, only, the only minor gripes I had were, like, a couple of the... Uh, shots with the like baby neomorphs were like the backbursters were a little bit like just overly like jerky and yeah. uh and and just too fast for you really to get much of a an effect of what was actually happening which kind of um, like you're supposed i don't think you're supposed to really yeah. look at them so but like i had the same issue with one of the early um one of the uh topher grace um uh spider-man movies oh um, um you're talking about um or fuck, who's the first Spider-Man? I can see him in my in not not Topher Grace. Topher Grace played Tobey Maguire. 
Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Um, one of the Tobey Maguire movies where there was like a, uh, scene where he was like hooked onto the, the glider. Go- goblin glider. And it was just so disorienting and way too yeah. jerky for you actually to really be able to follow it. And it, I kind of felt sort of the same way on that, but that was like my only like significant gripe with the movie for the most part. I just, I See, really, my only, my only gro- gripe was the, 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 the switch out, like having the two identical characters switch out kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, that's tropey as shit. And as soon as I saw, like, he walks back in, I'm like, yep, I know exactly what's happening now. So, yeah. Cause they can't, cause it's an alien movie, so it has to have a downer ending, right? Like, they, you can't yeah. totally win kind of thing. But, yeah. So, I like, I knew it was coming, but as soon as I, like, I saw it, like, as soon as they did the cutaway at that, like, as they, they were confronting each other or whatever, yeah. I was like, yeah, I know who's walking out of that one complete. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, when that they do was, the cutaway when David's reaching for the knife, you're like, yeah. okay, yeah, David wins. Yeah, so that was that was a little bit like that was a little bit more further along. Like, like I don't know, it's just a little too tropey for me. But otherwise, yeah. like, that was the only thing that took me out of a, a really awesome like alien movie. So I was totally happy with that. Yeah, but then at the end, like when he starts uh, like vomiting up the uh, that was gross. Yeah, the, uh, the the face huggers like that that was pretty effective. And uh, and put them in the incubator kind of thing. Yeah, that last scene too, where he's putting her to sleep and stuff like that. Was yeah, like that was pretty scary. Like it was pretty like he played it really well, like very subtly. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, he's I I like I like Fassbender a lot. I wish he would do more movies that I want to see. I guess because he doesn't mm-hmm. do a lot of stuff that I'm like super invested in. Or he ends up in the X Men movies where I'm just like, fuck, these movies are terrible. You're wasting your time, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways. So that's our little mini review of uh, Alien Covenant. I don't know if you have an actual Geek of the Week you want to talk about while Christy's still like too. Uh, I'm still here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, my I had, a, I had a sort of separate one. Mine, I mean, that was pretty geeky uh, for me. But uh, uh, this weekend, Alicia was at a uh, at a town at a at the beach with with a friend, and so I just spent Sunday. I spent basically cataloging uh, new com or uh, some of my older comics that I haven't read, uh, and like you know looking up the values in the old guidebook and stuff like that while I was watching some of the new episodes of the uh, new Twin Peaks season. That was probably my geek of the week was I like, I just love leafing through old comic books and stuff like that. And like, you know, checking out the art and stuff like that. And these are stories I haven't read yet. And in a lot of cases, they're ones that I'm really looking forward to reading. So it's, you know, it sort of gets me hyped up again for uh, actually finding the time to get the, get to these. So that was nice. And the new fucking Twin Peaks is, amazing i've watched like the first four episodes so far and i'm hooked as fuck yeah i'm so gonna i'm gonna binge the whole thing like i'm gonna i'm gonna do the old show and then mm-hmm. do the new the new episode before i like I, I can't remember what the fuck happened on the old show anymore <laughs> yeah so i'm like i need to watch it again and like get back in that mindset and then like, i'm gonna binge the the new one when it's done so like I'm yeah in, this is awesome. it is it is pretty sort of separate in terms of the I'll, I'll say storyline, but it's Lynch, so the story is pretty loosely defined to begin with. That's true. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of, I mean, they they're bringing back a lot of the same characters, but they're in sort of a new new scenario overall. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's just like pure, just Lynchian, just amazing. Yeah, which uh, I'm totally game for. I just horror. feel like I want to, I want to kind of like, I want to yeah. get those characters back in my head before I move forward yeah. with them, kind of thing. So, yeah, it's it's on the list. It'll definitely be something that I binge. You yeah. guys haven't shamed me for my impulse buy last week. I just completely forgot. What was your impulse buy? I bought a Switch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You did say that. I completely yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, Mark Mark caved and bought a fucking Nintendo Switch last yeah, week, like right after our, our episode. After yeah. he has been like, I will never buy it. This I, yeah. well, I never said never. I said I'm gonna wait until they announce a Metroid, and which they know, haven't, which they have not. Well, <laughs> uh, E3 is coming up, so maybe fingers crossed. But whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I, like the announce, the thing came up on Amazon Prime. I was like, we have switches available. And I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm just gonna, I'm just, I'm just diving in. I'll buy it. Fine, fuck <laughs> it, fuck it. It's a nice little piece. Of, it's a nice little piece of hardware. I've been playing. Yeah, I bought some um, uh, because I've already played Zelda. Obviously, I didn't. I'm not gonna replay Zelda now. Anyway, I might at some point replay it, but not now. That was 200 hours <laughs> of my life that I don't want to like go back through. Um, but I did. I picked up Mario Kart and a bunch of indies and stuff like that. It's a nice little. It's a nice little piece of kit. I like it. So yeah. you actually had it down. like it. Yeah, it's it's like it's a, it feels good. Like it's a good piece of hardware. So I was yeah. kind of happy with it. And I had it down uh, at my grandparents' house on the weekend and let my my cousins' kids just play Mario Kart and they were just like fucking loving life. Like just set up the little screen and like let them play with the Joy Cons and just go crazy. And they were just like having yeah. a blast. I'm like, this is kind of cool. Like just the way the hardware works that way. I'm like, this is neat. So. Mm-hmm. It is pretty cool. Um, that's all I got. Mark I was, was I, our, I, our Switch hater for the longest time. Yeah, I was, now, he's, I was, now he's a convert. Well, we'll see. Like, at, They'll have to do some stuff to impress me, but I did buy it, so they have my money, so I guess it doesn't matter anymore, yeah. right? And they're they're getting pretty good sale numbers. Like They're up to almost $3 million now, and they're yeah. still having trouble keeping them in stock like yeah. you know, two and a half years or two and a half months after release. So Yeah, they have been petering out a little bit more like i still have my my stock check like uh now in stock check like mm-hmm. in a thing coming through um and i've been getting emails fairly regularly for them but yeah. it it is like yeah they're they're obviously still like shipping them out slowly but surely so yeah i don't know we'll see if i don't get a metroid i'm gonna be really pissed off again. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's uh let's move right along christy you're gonna have to uh actually pay attention again i am paying attention this was <laughs> for... alien covenant it's time for Meet of the Episode. Meet of the Episode. Evolving Meet. That's all you guys got this week? That's yeah, very, I'm tired. It's very mellow. Usually <laughs> you guys late. are screaming for like no. minutes at a time. We're doing, uh, we're, 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 we're trying out some Muzak this week. Right. Yeah, some restricted meat. Yeah. <laughs> all right. S- subdued meat. Subdued meat. <laughs> this has not been in a microwave, folks. <laughs> Um, so for the meat of the episode this week, we like we kind of felt we were doing very topical stuff uh, the last couple of weeks, so we wanted to get a little bit more high level kind of thing, I guess. Personal. It's a little bit more personal. Um, Tim had posted an awesome idea to like for us to discuss our geeky evolutions. So talking about the kind of stuff that we were into as we grew up and like where that kind of led us along and like as we went got older and stuff. So. Um, why don't we why don't we let Tim start since he it was his idea. <laughs> yeah, so and... I I was just sorry, what? Oh no, I was just going to say cuz like you it was your idea, so why don't you uh <laughs> Yeah, so I was just sort of thinking like yeah, it was it would be nice just for us to sort of go through like these are the things that we were into when we were kids and then this is kind of how our interests in terms of geeky stuff sort of changed over the years and uh you know compare each of our experiences marks and i might be a little more similar than christy since we were there's a little bit of a generational gap there but i think that'll still be interesting to take a look at yep um so for me i was gonna start like you know 
you don't really know like what you were super into when you were a little kid unless like your parents tell you but for me like grade school is when i start first having like memories of being into like nerdy stuff yeah and i think i've already mentioned on the podcast like my parents wouldn't ever let me watch like shows that involve like violence with like people against people but robots against robots was okay so transformers was one of my very first like nerdy things that i got like really into yeah you and me both buddy that was yeah. uh transformers like uh like a formative memory of mine like i still yeah. remember like christmases getting tons of them and stuff like that so yeah like, the toys and like the um the animated series and my my old man taking me to see the fucking 1986 movie like at the time oh nice like crying because optimus prime died and shit like that like yeah I think transformers was like something that very was very early like probably my first like super geeky thing so yeah um yeah so i mean just just the original shows and then i did get a bunch of the uh toys and not i i don't know if i had like the really early like gen one toys but i started getting like when they started doing like headmasters and target masters mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff i started getting into that i had some um, uh i had some g1 like i had an i have an op- well, i probably still have it somewhere i have my optimus prime and i had a star scream Nice. Like those kinds of stuff, like the early ones, I had that kind of stuff. It's probably more like post movie. I had a lot of the post movie stuff. Like I had a Galvatron and Ultra Magnus, mm-hmm. and I have, Optimus Prime. Like I, I, I have a, stuff. I have a Scorpinox and an Omega Supreme. Oh really? Yeah, those I think Scorpinox. I, I think I like traded a buddy for like mm-hmm. I or I like he was like you know he was sort of bored with them and i was like well here i've got like eight dollars can i give you like eight dollars for all of your transformers he was like fuck yeah so i just got like his all like his uh like really because he always had like better toys than i did yeah Uh, and so i just got all of his like big transformers that he really didn't care about anymore so oh man that would be i'd love to like see some of that like i remember i remember seeing like the big big ones i never had any of the huge huge ones like the scorpionock or the uh like Fortress Maximus or whatever. I didn't have Fortress Maximus, but I oh, so you Omega's, had uh, I had Omega, Omega Supreme. Supreme. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those are the big ones. They just put out this had. awesome masterpiece uh, Trypticon that I was just like, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't spend four hundred dollars on a fucking Transformer when I want <laughs> so bad. It was like, like it was bigger than the uh, the Devastator. Like it's a like twenty like twenty two or twenty four inches tall or something like that. Like it's like oh Jesus fucking monstrosity. I was like wow, oh, God, I want it so bad. But well, what brought getting... you more joy than the switch? Uh, <laughs> for right now, like maybe I don't know temporarily so. <laughs> until the Metroid comes out. And well, if Metroid comes out, then no. But... <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I ended up with some of the like later versions of the combiners. Like they did like a later, uh, I think it was Bruticus that was uh, uh, the com- Combaticons. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't like the very first Bruticus or like the Superion, which is the aerial knots, aerial bots, aerial bots. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, it wasn't like the first version of it. It was a, yeah. a later one. Um, but uh, let's see. Besides that, um, in terms of music, like I was kind of a nerd for classical music when I was a kid, and it was mainly because my parents uh, played like these sort of like basically classical music for kids, like tapes and stuff like that. Um, like Beethoven lives upstairs and Mozart's magic flute and stuff like that. Um, so that was the bulk of my like music nerdery when I was a kid, we had a Commodore 64. We were one of like the first houses in our town to have them. Cause my mom taught computers at high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like, I remember playing a lot of like Jumpman and stuff like that on there. Nice. Um, so that was like, I got into computing really early. Um, Star Wars has been big with me since I was a really little kid. Like, uh, we had 
uh, VHS tapes recorded off TV of all the first three movies. And as always happened, right? You always like missed a, when you were like trying to cut out the commercials, you'd always always miss a few minutes or like you'd come in a few minutes late or something like that. So for the longest time, there were like chunks of Star Wars I'd never fucking seen until my dad actually (laughs) bought like a legit VHS copy of the movies. And then I was like, oh my God, there's whole new parts I haven't seen before. That's awesome. That's amazing. Uh, and then I had Just like a lot of like remastered version. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not the special editioned ones. Um, although I did buy those as well. Uh, but then, like, I also had like a lot of Star Wars uh, micro machines. I never got into it like right at the ground level with like the little three and a half inch figures or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I did buy a lot of the Star Wars micro machines. They had like little play sets and also little vehicles and stuff like that. Nice. Um, let's see. I was a Boy Scout and, like, Cub Scout and stuff like that. That's pretty fucking nerdy, I think. That's pretty fucking nerdy, yeah. <laughs> um, I was also pretty into Lego, which we talked about on our Lego episode. I had, like, a, a, uh, I had a bit of Castle Lego, a bit of Space Lego, and then I ended up really hard into the uh, Pirate, the first, like, version of Pirate's Lego. Okay. Um, this is about my only, like, towards the end of uh, grade school, I started getting a little bit into sports. I just kind of dabbled a little bit, like, following sports kind of thing mm-hmm. i was into baseball like in 91 and 92 and the jays were were actually a good team and were winning we the all World were series. i think that year, yeah so so like i actually like collected like uh baseball cards for like one year kind of thing okay um towards the end of grade school i also got into power rangers like the first two or three seasons see i feel like i missed power rangers like i yeah. it was not the one that i got into i think my last like big franchise like that would have been like ninja turtles probably yeah, I, I got a little into Ninja Turtles, but it was, again, like, my parents didn't wouldn't really let me watch it, so I had to sneak it. Um, <laughs> Ninja Turtles, you had to sneak? Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, they're not Power people, Rangers, Power Yeah, I know. I guess. I guess they're people, they look enough like people. They're living creatures rather than robots, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, but no, the Power Rangers, I ended up being, uh, uh, ending up, uh, been pretty good friends just for like a year or two with this kid that was like a year younger than i was and yeah. he got really into power rangers and even though it was a little young for me i, I kind of got into it because of that i had a sticker book for okay. for power rangers you guys remember fucking sticker books oh, yeah 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 you had to like uh collect them and you trade them with your friends and then you put them in put them in the book to fill it up um, Paul was Paul was a big Power Rangers guy, like kid. He loved that shit. So I was exposed <laughs> to it. Like I watched a lot of it, but I was never like invested. I don't think in it yeah. too much. So. I I watched the first season and the movies. I really loved Billy. I watched up until Billy went away. He was like, wasn't he like the longest? He was, he was around original? for a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like that was years ago, so I don't remember much about it. But I remember being really enamored with the the first movie. Yeah, I remember getting like super into the fucking like Green Ranger saga, especially. Yeah. He was, he had a cool story. Yeah, Tommy. he's going to be at Niagara Falls Comic Con next weekend. Actually, oh, yeah, what? Tom- Mark's Tommy gonna is? be there. Mark, Tommy from Power Rangers. Um, oh, is Mark going? Yeah. Oh, I might be going he has too. His booth. Oh, does oh, he? Nice. Yeah, oh, I'll think, I'll I'm to... not allowed to go. Why don't you allow? Because <laughs> they have too many people. Oh. oh. I was like, let me come with you, because I'm going to be finishing Sister Act this weekend. And I was like, why don't we just hang out? And he was like, Mm. I have to go to a convention. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go down and do a day trip, I think. Fun. I'll go see him. Maybe we could come together. Go together. Oh, that got weird. (laughs) Phrasing? Phrasing. Phrasing. Come together. 
right now. now. <laughs> Over me. Well, Chrissy, why don't you? Uh, why don't you? <laughs> Nana, don't listen. Uh, you have to share it for her to do that. Um, Christy, why don't you tell us about your your youthful geekiness? Oh, Wait, man. I have like two more, real quick. Oh, okay, sorry. Well, two Tim's, or three more. Tim's got uh, a long list of her. I did. This was one one of my longest ones. Was was grade school. Uh, towards the end of grade school, I also got really heavy into Star Trek, um, particularly TNG and yeah. the the original series movies. I watched those original series movies over and over and mm-hmm. over again. Um, Michael Crichton in like grade seven or grade eight, I started reading like his novels, like Jurassic Park and Congo and yep. Sphere and that sort of stuff. Uh, the LucasArts Adventure games, I'll continue that more into high school as well, but I started playing those, uh, and I've gushed about those on the podcast before, but, like, the original, uh, like, Monkey Island games and, like, Maniac Mansion and stuff like that, and then Bill and Ted, I fucking loved the shit out of the Bill and Ted movies when yeah. I was in grade school. Like, it got to the point where my sister and I could, like, fucking recite them word for word. At least we thought we could. I don't know if we actually were or not, but we thought that we could, and we would do Close it on, enough, like, car man. trips and shit like that, so. George Carlin. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anyways, that's Christy. very exciting. Yes. Well, actually, we have a we had a lot in common there, Tim. Like that was around yeah. the same. We would have been the same age when Star Trek started becoming a thing. My dad was like, my dad loved Star Trek and brought me into the like into the Trekkie fold kind of thing. I've yeah. obviously he was like, this is a good show. You should watch it if you like this kind of stuff. And I just like went nuts for it. Like yeah, I, like every yeah. was it every like Friday night city TV at like eight yeah. o'clock or something like that. Yeah, new, new episodes. episodes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Star Trek was also like a huge part of my youth, but it was Voyager and then TNG. You went back to TNG? Yeah, because I, yeah. well, Voyager was on when I was, you know, that's why I have such a soft spot for it. It was my first Star Trek. So it was your, okay. okay. I don't think you said that when we were, I did, did that episode. I, I don't did. think you mentioned that it was like your first, the first one that you experienced. Yeah, I still would have hated on it just because I, <laughs> I, I have a thing against Voyager. So. Oh, <laughs> as a side note, um, Kate. Uh, Mulgrew made uh, an appearance in uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. I was just like, what? What? Oh, really? Way? That's random. She plays Flemeth, who's a character no, from does... Origins. All those guys end up doing a ton of voice acting after the fact for some reason. I oh, don't know why. I can't believe yeah. I forgot. Did you guys ever watch Michael the... Dorn and Brent Spiner do a bunch mm-hmm. of, and Jonathan Frakes did a bunch of voice Frakes acting. Frakes does a bunch, yeah. Yeah, he did yeah. Gargoyles. Um, yep. Did you, speaking of my childhood youth, um, but um, did you guys ever um, watch um chili beach no 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 idea what that is oh it's a cbc show but i'm i used to watch when i was a kid and um or not a kid i guess in the early 2000s and i I met one of the producers today he works at um a print shop now he owns a print shop that he opened and i was like oh cool and he was like telling me all about how he got a voice act into voice acting with the show chili beach and i was like I used to watch Chili Beach. I mean, a total fool of myself in front of my boss. I was just like, I would poop my pants if you told me how to do that. And he was like, uh, you're not currently wearing pants because I was in a skirt. And I was like, don't worry, I'm wearing shorts, so don't. it won't get everywhere. And my boss was like, Christy, that's enough. And I was, I was embarrassed. <laughs> and then Very Christy really likes to talk about pooping her pants yeah. for some reason. I got really unprofessional, though. Um, <laughs> I was so excited. But, okay, so my youth. Um, well, Star Trek was a huge part of it, like we were just saying. Um, I dressed up as Janeway for Halloween when I was nine. Nice. Um, I have a picture of it. I, I'm, my mom was so proud. She cried. Um, really? Yeah. Cause, uh, it was, um, it was pretty rad costume. I was very committed to being a, a Trekkie. <laughs> um, I, I was into Star Trek before I was into, um, Star Wars, but it was a gateway drug. 
Star Wars was my first, and then I got into Star Trek after. I was never, like, I've, I've, I probably saw the movies, like, it was probably all concurrent when I saw all this stuff kind of coming up. Maybe, like, TNG because it was later, but I did, like, watch the original series on TV, too, like, when it would come mm-hmm. on reruns. Mm-hmm. The same as, like, the 60s Batman show, which, like, you just kind of watch because it's on. Um, but, yeah, I think Star Wars has always been, we're going to have to do a Star Wars episode at some point, because I have this weird relationship with Star Wars where it's, like, I like it. But like the insanity of the fandom that surrounds it always has kind of baffled me because it doesn't feel I want more depth to my fiction, I guess. And I feel like with just six movies or I mean, eight movies now, but like that's it the definitely whole, like, has canon universe. It's, it, it has a mass shallow. appeal. Yeah. 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 It's a little bit like it. But I just feel like as a story on its own, it's a little bit shallower than Star Trek can be. So I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Like I can take and leave it, whatever. Some of the lore is interesting, it's, but and it's it's a lot. I mean, it's they're very different beasts. Like it's a lot less message heavy than Star uh, Star Trek is. Yeah. So fair enough. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So um. That started young. Um. And has been a, a lifelong um adoration. Um. And then um. I guess like I was in love with all of the things like um Sailor Moon was the shit. I so many conversations about that show this week. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I like Sailor Moon was life for a long time. Like I, I loved Paul's it. going to be really happy with you right now. Yeah, yeah. I dressed up as um, my Halloween experiences were pretty much reflective of my nerdiness because um, <laughs> I was uh, Sailor Mercury, and everyone at school was like, "Oh, you're Sailor Moon," and I was so angry because I was <laughs> not. I was just like, <laughs> no. I'm not Sailor Moon. I'm Sailor Mercury. The obviously the better one. She has a bubble wand. It's so much better. And nobody agreed. Um, but um, I don't think about Blue liking Billy and the Power Rangers and Sailor Mercury. And anyway, um, so Sailor Moon was like a big part. We always played Sailor Moon, and like all of my friends had the cool Sailor Moon toys, and um, I didn't, and it was heartbreaking. <laughs> Weren't Sailor Moon toys basically just like Barbies dressed up like Sailor Moon? Yeah, but they still had like the wand and everything. And yeah, they also had like the big like yeah. say, like anime eyes yeah. on right. Them too. Um and um, what else? Uh, trolls were a big thing for me. <laughs> troll dolls. The troll dolls. Yep. Wow. I had a I had a troll doll that I carried with me everywhere, and every time I had a wish, I would um, bring it out, and like it was blue, and um, I would rub its <laughs> little blue tummy crystal. Um, oh geez, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, um, my first video game experience was um, Mario um, at my friend Sarah Pratt's house. And was this the one that you destroyed the controller? Yeah. <laughs> this is my lifelong love hate relationship with frustration. Because with- I was never there long enough to get very far, and whenever I died, like she'd want to go outside, like. What? I was the same way. Like I, I never had a Nintendo myself. I no. and I had one or two friends, and they weren't even like really close friends that had them. Yeah, so I had to like weasel my way into like going over to their house and playing. So I feel really yeah. bad. I I used this one girl named Darlene Petkey, and I remember she had a camp. Her whole family, her family took care of like a campground, and I was more interested in her computer. <laughs> like I would go over there and just sit in her computer room and play computer games. She'd be like, Christy. I mean, you've been in there for two hours. I thought we were going to play. And I'd be like, I'm almost done. Because <laughs> I love the Magic School Bus games. And she had those. Nice. I had a buddy that had uh, Gauntlet on his computer, on his PC. Mm. and uh, But I didn't you know, didn't have any like violent games like that. So I loved going over to his place yep. so we could play, uh, we could play 
gauntlet together. Um, yeah, and it was just like, I, I did this with a whole bunch of people. Like, I got a bit notorious for it, that I would just come to your house <laughs> to play your computer. Your video game whore? Yeah. My parents, the <laughs> Under, only, underage the only video we, game whore? Well, the only thing we had, and don't get me wrong, I loved it, was we had a computer that was completely made for the purpose of running Dig Dug. <laughs> and then that died one day when our basement flooded. Oh, no. And I was like, Dig Dug! You no! dug too deep, Dig Dug! I was a friggin' master at that game. I would spend hours on it. Um, and then when I had, like, gotten this incredible score, I was so proud. And then, like, a week later, it flooded. The basement flooded and the computer <laughs> died. And I was devastated. Um, and that's, like, computers are fucking expensive fucking yeah. expensive. at that point. So that's, like, you know, oh, there's five grand gone or something yeah. like that. Um, now, this is, uh, how far does our, like, does this count? Like, where am I stopping? Because I have a funny go, story. Go to, as, go to high school. Like, yeah, oh, like, okay. to, um, up to grade eight. Well, um, otherwise nerdiness, like, well, it, mostly my nerdiness revolved around video games. Because, like, I was a, ner- a musical nerd from the get-go. Like, my parents took me to go see Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat when I was five. And that was it. Like, I was done. I was like, this is magic. <laughs> um, and um, we used to have this cassette tape of Les Miserables, the 10th anniversary edition with Cole Wilkins, Or, yeah, Cole Wilkinson. And I've seen him perform now like three times. I saw him twice do, doing Jean Valjean. It was incredible. Um, but uh, I just remember, like, I used to carry that cassette tape around with me, and it was that and Aqua. Um, and oh, Barbie Hansen. Girl. Also, Hansen. also something Paul will for some reason latch onto the part that, <laughs> that Aqua CD. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I had the tape though. <laughs> yeah, I still listen to that album. It's amazing. Um, when I got my Ford Fiesta. Immediately, I was just like, in the heat of the night, we are having a fiesta. Let's dance into the siesta when the sun comes alive. Oh, Jesus. Um, but um, my first game, though, was, uh, it was a really cute story. I think I've told it before. Um, when my mom was um, diagnosed with cancer, that first Christmas that we had with her being sick, I guess it was our parish, but we didn't know it at the time, or else I didn't. I thought it was magic. Um, banded together and bought us a PlayStation. And yeah, you've, yeah, you mentioned that before. Yeah, they part. left it yeah. outside, but it came with the video game that would shape my love of games, and that was Croc: Legend of the Gobos. <laughs> okay, you know what? You talked about this on that episode, and I was like, I need to look that up, and now it's it reminds me. So great! <laughs> it is so great. It's so good. It like led. It paved the way for things like Crash Bandicoot and like maybe I don't know. Oh my know god! I, I remember this game. Yeah. Hey, that was the sound the Gobos made. Yeah. Oh, he just hey! deafened all our listeners. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then Croc would be I like, "I do not this game. I like, totally do. <laughs> it was great. I love it. I have a copy of it in the other room. <laughs> it was on. I remember. I remember being on the shelf for like rentals at Blockbuster and just being like, "I'm never playing that game." Where's Metal Gear Solid? <laughs> Somebody give me Metal Gear Solid. No. It was amazing. Wow. Um, well, to be fair, Mark, this came out when we were in like grade nine or grade ten. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Been, please um, give me. Well, maybe Metal Gear wouldn't have been out then yet, but oh, I would have been very much like give me Twisted like metal. Sonic or something like that. Yeah, Twisted Metal probably at that point. Yeah, that you know. that too. Well, that um, would have been something I was playing. It also came out with Bubble Pop, and they also brought Bubble Pop Four. And still, my favorite Bubble Pop Bust a Move, Bust a Move Four. 
Bust a move. Oh, okay. I was like, mm-hmm. Jesus, but, what are you like? Now I have to look this up too. No, bust bust a, move. a move. Yeah, bust a move. That awesome. game has been stolen from me three times. Really? Once at my sister had a sleepover, and it got stolen from. And these were like Christian kids. It got stolen from our house. Um, well, the second look time, who's running the states now. Like, are you surprised? <laughs> the, well, we can't say that. Uh, religious neutrality. Um, but then uh, the <laughs> we have um, a little ready. We can say whatever we want. Bleh. Yep. Um. The second time it was stolen, um, I, I can't remember why it was stolen or when it was stolen. It was stolen because it was a great game. Um, and the <laughs> third time it was stolen from my, after I'd bought it again, it was stolen from my, um, my apartment after a party. Um, and I was, it, they took that and my Final Fantasy VII original copy. Mm. Bunch of savages. I know. And time. my Legend of Dragoon. They took my Legend, which was like my all time favorite game um for this is why you hooked up with mark to get these replaced right yeah actually the original reason i started talking to mark was because i really wanted a job at one up (laughs) 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 but well you kind of got one yeah i guess but um (laughs) i don't make any money your your emotional support yeah it's true but he pays um, you in games it's true it's true. Um, consoles. And- we have a second PlayStation 4 now. Because <laughs> we both... I've been have thinking so about getting one for my play. bedroom for no reason. I don't know why. Uh, for the reason purely that you enjoy it? I don't understand the yeah. question. I don't understand the hesitation. Well, I want to get a pro for the basement and then like move my, my original upstairs kind of thing. Mm. I don't know. But anyway, um, so there was that. And then the last two things that I'll mention... like When it comes to TV and stuff... Um, I'm I'm pretty much the quintessential late '90s kid, you know. Like, I watched Power Rangers, but um, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was not my go-to. In fact, it was um, for the very short-lived um, Shark, the Shark Teens. Oh, the mutant shark yeah. things. Yeah, I it remember was such that. A blatant, like, oh, it was a total off. fucking knockoff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, what was the other stuff I watched? Um, not not as much as like Samurai Pizza Cats. No. But, like, I, I was a Pog player, Pogs and Slamers. I um, had a full collection of the very first, like, generation of Pogs. I yep. probably still have it, like, in some box in my parents' house somewhere. Yep, Pogs and Slamers were my, my go-to. I actually, I cleaned out my school of Slamers um, <laughs> when I was in grade uh, five. Like, you just won them all? Yep. They were all yours? I had this, like, move that I did that was guaranteed. And everyone, like, they would call it a cheat. They were like, you're cheating. And I'm like, show me how I'm cheating. And they couldn't. So I'd get all their slammers. Um, <laughs> but um, I it, I was a jerk. That, that's the sort of thing that's guaranteed to get you lots of friends. I had no friends. Um, it was a very dark time. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> it, yeah, it was, a, it was a dark timeline. Um, <laughs> no, I had this one friend. His name was Gavin. And he was great. Um, but um, what was... And Pokemon cards. I was a big Pokemon card fan. Um, played those. My brother got all of his stolen though, and then I wasn't allowed to take mine to school anymore. Um, Jesus, I know. What? Where? And he had like a shiny back Charizard. Where did you grow up? In, yeah, did you grow up in like fucking the Bronx or some shit or yeah, Harlem? I, where I grew up in St. Catharines, and I'd have less theft stories than you do. Fucking like South Central LA or some shit. <laughs> Guelph, Ontario. Christy, the Christy Royal grew up City. on the streets of Chicago. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh Had all her Pokemon cards and Bubble Bobble stolen from her three separate times. No, 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 no. Pokemon was stolen from my brother. 
But I felt so bad for him because he'd cultivated this amazing collection. He had all three starter Pokemon shiny backs, like um, their final evolutions. Oh, and Digimon cards. I did that for a while because I loved Digimon. <laughs> Isn't that just cheap knockoff Pokemon? Yeah, it's poor, it's poor man's Pokemon. How dare you. Okay. Digimon World, the video game, was terribly wonderful. Um, terribly wonderful? Yeah, it was a really <laughs> awful game, but I loved it so much. Um, okay. I'm just trying to think of like what else because, like, oh, God, I could go... The first time I really like had an, a, a spiritual experience with a video game was when I got stupid, stupid high for the first time and just played Aladdin for six hours and didn't even realize it was six hours. And I kept like, <laughs> I, I wasn't even going anywhere. Like the furthest I got was the Cave of Wonders. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I just stared at it and listened to the music over and over. I don't think you could do the Cave of Wonders stone because no. you had to have like oh, such fucking God. twitchy reflexes for Damn. that shit. I still can't beat it. I have to use a password to pass it. Mark just bought me the game because <laughs> um, <laughs> for my youth. But um, the last big one I'll talk about. Um, there were two games that like really solidified my nerdiness, and it was um, uh, they were PC games, and I never PC game before. Um, but my sister and I um, played a lot together. And um, the game that I, I preferred was called Atlantis, The Lost Tales. Really good game. Solid. You play a guy named Seth who's looking for his queen that's been stolen. Um, and uh, it was very adult. I should not have been playing it. Um, but my dad was working the night shift. And then um, <laughs> the other game that I should not have been playing, but my sister really wanted to play. And so she kind of forced me to control the mouse and has haunted me to this day is The Seventh Guest. You guys ever played I'm, it? Oh, I've, no. I've heard of it. Never heard of it. Oh god, I was like, this Atlantis game looks a lot like Mist. It was a lot like Mist, but it had a better story. It was like an actual story game, an adventure. Okay. Um, but has a fifty-two uh, percent rating by oh. uh, PlayStation Power. Yeah, now apparently it's probably like, horrible. But apparently, like a uh, an adventure gaming site gave it like an eighty-six out of a hundred. It was a product of its time. Um, but, um, yeah, cause it's got some big holes, like going back and playing it now. I'm like, oh, this game, but, um, I, I still love old it. adventure games. So this might be one I need you, to go back and play. It's really good. Like if you can get past some of the shittiness of it, it's really good. Um, <laughs> that's like anything really, really selling it. No, I, I can't, I don't know how to describe it except it's a puzzle game. So it's like some of the puzzles are fucking hard. Yeah. Um, I remember for two years I was stuck on a snake puzzle. And then the internet. two years, I kid you not two years, I would Jeez. go back and forth to it and I could never figure it out. So I f- kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and I couldn't do it. So I kind of forgot about it again. And then I came back and one day I just did it by accident. And I was like, oh, <gasps> and I like <laughs> lost my brains. I was just like, <gasps> I'm just like freaking out. But the seventh guest is a game that, like I said, has haunted me. I think I've talked about it. You're. This boy, no, you're you're an, a man who you never actually see, and he wakes up in this house and doesn't know why he's there, and there's all these ghostly figures around you playing out the events of this evening where it's foretold that you die, and everyone around you is dying in these strange, twisted ways, and you think you're having hallucinations, but it's actual realities of this man named Stauff, uh, Stauff who um, made a deal with the devil to become a wealthy man because he was a toy maker who went mad and you have to like survive his 
Horror House. And there's this survival horror yeah. game. This must be one of the earliest survival yep, horror games. It was. Games. It was. And it was almost as bad as Frankenstein with Tim Curry, another one that haunts me to my day, to, like will haunt me to my dying days. I'll never Apparently forget. You can play Seventh Guest on iOS and Android I now. Hate it so much. Um, no, do you remember? But anyway, so Seventh Guest has this one part where you go down into the catacombs, and if you go to a dead end by accident, Stauff just comes in with his voice, and all you hear is with an echo. It's like feeling a little. And, like, my sister made me play this fucking game with headphones on. So she didn't have to hear it. And I'd be sitting there like, Amberly, I don't want to play anymore. And she'd be like, you, I don't want to, I just, just keep going. And I'm like, you don't hear it. She's like, because I don't want to hear it. It's scary. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but there's this other, Tim, and then I'll stop. Tim Curry's Frankenstein was another horror, action and horror game and point and click adventure kind of thing. Um, and, um, you play the monster that he's put together. And if you make more than two mistakes, he finds you and pulls out a gun and goes, um, what does he say? He says, you know, it's such a waste. Yeah. It's, it's been such a waste. I'll find a way to use those parts, the rest of the parts of you, except for that lousy brain of yours. And then shoots you in the face. (laughs) I remember seeing screenshots of this game. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, of the the Frankenstein game. Yeah, that's but yeah. So weird. like, I my my nerdiness. Like, I've always enjoyed the, like the nerdy genres of TV and the games and everything like that. But my my true nerdiness comes down to my absolute adoration of video games. I don't know. Yeah, like books and stuff. I should have mentioned Harry Potter, and I should have mentioned, um, you know, like, uh, were those grade school or high school though? Grade school. Oh, like sideways stories from Wayside School. Great set of books that I used to read and adored, and they were totally nerdy and goofy and yeah. But yeah, so we should probably move on. I've talked longer than Tim <laughs> about fewer things. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what we didn't talk about that was like my in my formative like grade schooly kind of years. Um, Talk Transformers was big. Ghostbusters. I think we've. We've oh yeah, on the podcast. Oh, did you like Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters? That was that was huge for me too. I, I actually meant to put that on my did list. Too. Like my, my most embarrassing like childhood story is for the longest time like that was my dream job. Like I wanted to be a Ghostbuster. Yeah, like I needed to be a Ghostbuster. And I think like one of my teachers finally had to pull me aside and be like, "That's not fucking real. Like you can't actually do that." And it just devastated <laughs> so you can, me. You can like, do whatever you want to. Be and those there. those were some of the only other toys that I was allowed to have too, right? Because it was like violence against ghosts, which I guess is okay because they're already dead or something. So like I had oh, like man. an Ecto one, and I had a uh, I didn't have the tower, but I had oh, the, like the, the, the firehouse. Yeah. yeah, the firehouse. But I had like the. Um, uh, proton, not the proton pack, but like the gun. Oh yeah, the, the like the yeah, well, yeah, and the uh, and the trap and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So Ghostbusters was a big thing, and I find it's like it's kind of it's even to this day it's still like the middle ground of everything that I kind of like. Like it's got that kind of like sci-fi aspect to it. It's got a lot of comedy to it, and mm-hmm. it's got that kind of occult stuff that I still kind of follow in my media. So like that leads directly into like X Files, and then to Buffy, and then to like now supernatural and that kind of stuff. And like my comic book reading tends to be like in that jump, like vein too. It's like I read Constantine and stuff like that. So that was, so Ghostbusters is like massive in my childhood. So my, that Transformers probably had a lot of He-Man toys, I guess. I'm trying to think. I had the Star Wars toys. I had a couple. Toys. I had my dad's old Star Wars toys. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. And then, like, really young, yeah, I got into Star Trek. Um, and, like, I loved the like I loved the depth of the world so much. Like, you get the tech manuals and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I loved that shit. So I was just, like, right into that kind of stuff. Mm. I'm trying to think. 1989 happened, and that's where comic books happened. So, like, Batman became, like, my favorite thing ever. And oddly enough, we're, like, 28 years later or something like that. And it's still, like, my favorite <laughs> thing. So not maybe not that movie particularly anymore, but, like, <laughs> Batman in general um was like a huge deal uh what else oh yeah and then it would have been like grade five or grade six or something like that when like music started to hit like that was when like guns and roses was big and i got into that and then quickly into like pearl jam and like that kind of stuff so i've been following that since i was like well i'm not gonna say tiny because i was never tiny but like (laughs) um young anyway like i was probably 10 or 11 years old and Mm -hmm. like buying those first pearl jam albums and stuff like that which now that i look back on it i'm like mom and dad why would you let me listen to that shit because (laughs) <laughs> man it's depressing but anyway yeah because yeah, so we want to listen to it yeah probably well yeah my mom now i realize i think she just wanted to have it in the house because she liked the fact that i wasn't listening to like michael jackson or mc hammer anymore or whatever right <laughs> she's like oh this is exciting it likes rock music i'm good to go yeah. little did she know like the monster she would create like <laughs> a concert every week like all the time in his 30s still like still goes to a concert all the time so nice um yeah so that was kind of like great school i'm trying to think of anything else that like it was also the comic collecting, like, that was probably, like, the late 90s, like, pre-high school was kind of where, like, the death of Superman and, like, Nightfall happened, and that's where I started, like, you could still get them on newsstands then, so I would, like, wander over to the Avondale and, like, mooch 10, 15 bucks off my dad and just buy, like, a month's worth of DC books, because I was still reading, like, exclusively Superman and Batman at that point, and just, like, grab everything off the shelf kind of thing. Yeah. Those were the... Big ones at that time, for sure. Mm-hmm. Those were I still remember, like, everybody getting into Spawn and me just being like, I don't even, like, this is nope. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I never got or that stuff. All the image stuff, yeah. Yeah, all the image stuff. Like, it's a lot of nice art, but, well, not the Rob Liefeld stuff. Anyway, <laughs> but, like, and I was never a big McFarlane, McFarlane guy. Stuff. I'm never a big McFarlane guy. I love Jim Lee. Like, Jim Lee's awesome. Yeah. So. But, like, him and, uh, as opposed to Protaccio was also went, went across, and so did, um, Who's the other guy? Silvestri. I like Silvestri. Yeah. I still like Silvestri a lot. So, yeah. So that's that's kind of my grade school like nerdy. I'm trying to keep it down because Christy babbled for 20 minutes. <laughs> and we talked a lot, a lot about a lot of the stuff already, like Transformers. Was, stuff, like, yeah. Such a big deal. Like that was yeah, so mm-hmm. formative to me. Nice. Like, yeah. So Ghostbusters, Batman, Pearl Jam, all stuff that like 20 <laughs> years down the line, I'm still. Oh like, yeah. Into. Like yeah. NSYNC and Spice Girls, I still listen to those guys. Backstreet. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So let's let's go back around to Tim. So we'll kind of get into like high school. We get into our teen years. Like yeah. when we get awkward and kind of. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I definitely uh, continued my like um, Star Wars uh, and Star Trek nerdery into high school. Those were still pretty prevalent. But I well, also they were started on TV too, right? Like yeah. Star Trek was still on TV. Yeah, and like when we were in high school too, was like the like just as the next gen was kind of ending and transferring to the movies. Yeah, DS9 and Deep Space up, Nine was on and Voyager. awesome at that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. Voyager was there. I guess. <laughs> I guess Deep Space Nine was there. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then, but I also started branching out into more sci-fi as well, like uh, both movies and novels. So yeah. like stuff like The Fifth Element or like uh, Twelve Monkeys or the Alien movies. I started mm-hmm. getting into that kind of stuff. Um. I also started getting into like uh, classic like sci-fi novels. Like I read pretty much all of the H.G. Wells novels. 
like Time Machine and yeah. Doctor Moreau and uh, um, uh, War of the Worlds and that kind of stuff. What's that? Dr. What the Moreau? Island of Doctor Moreau? Yeah, yeah, the one with uh, Val Kilmer. Yeah. Um, the the um, there's a documentary about the making of that movie. Yeah, that is so good because yeah. it's just like total insanity on the set like the whole time i guess i'm not sure if it's the director or the writer who did the documentary i can't remember anymore yeah but it's like the stories about what went on back like on this on the set with brando and like val kilmer and like everybody yeah. it was just like fucking nuts and like the fact that they got a movie out of that is astounding so. yeah yeah that that and uh was what was the one that they made about um apocalypse now heart of darkness heart of darkness yeah i've always yeah, both of those that. are both of those are really good uh uh, really good documentaries like about the movie making process and fucking just fat Brando in general. There's another one. Uh, I think it's about the making of the shining. So it doesn't involve Brando. Yeah. Um, which is like really good too. It mm. just shows like how fucking blatantly Kubrick was just like torturing. I can't remember the actor's yeah. name. Shelly Duvall. Shelly Duvall. Yeah. 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 So yeah. But yeah, like I, I like the I like those back behind the scenes things. Anyway, sorry, I'm yeah. totally digressing. <laughs> sorry. Uh, let's see the other stuff, like the other novels I was starting to get into. Like I think I read most of the Dune books in high mm-hmm. school. Oh, I read um, the first one at least. Yeah, the second one I found hard time. Hard time, <laughs> admittedly. Yeah, I mean they're, they're dense books for sure. Yeah, uh, I was still into the LucasArts adventure games because those were also still coming out as I was through high school. But uh, I was also starting to get into some of and and in that that would have been like the. The later Monkey Island games and like Full Throttle and Grim Fandango, some of those older uh, or later ones, um, and like Day of the Tentacle, uh, and uh, then this around or early in high school, I think it was early in high school. It might have been late in grade school. Was when I got my Sega Genesis. Okay. Um, I was a uh, I was late to that game because like my parents wouldn't buy one for me, so I had to like save up my allowance to buy it and. Uh, so I got like one of the late ones and I, I remember I got golden Axe with it and I ended up with like all the Sonic games. Like I had one, two and three. Uh, I had Sonic spinball. I had Sonic and knuckles where like you could plug the other fucking cartridges into it and like, yeah, because they, levels they, didn't, and they didn't finish Sonic three properly. So they, it was technically the first patch, like it was yeah. the first like DLC. Yeah. Um, and it also unlocked like new bonus levels in some yeah. of the older games and stuff like that too. If you plug them into it. Uh, and uh, I played a shitload of Earthworm Jim on that. I oh, played, game, yeah, game. I played World Series baseball on that a lot because I was still sort of in that baseball mode at that point. That was one of the only sports games I've ever played. As much as like I'm not a hockey guy, I played just because everybody was always playing it, like NHL, like 93, 94, 95. That was a mm-hmm. fun game. I played the shit out of the NHL games because everybody was playing them all the time. So I ended yeah. up being good at them just because everybody was like, oh, let's play video games and it turned into like NHL or whatever. And I was just like, it's just it's a video game so you figure out the mechanic and you play. But fuck, I, I got good at NHL 94. Like, really yeah. good. <laughs> I still pop it on an emulator every once in a while. It's one of those games it... that I go back to and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this, blah, blah, blah. Isn't that what Brody's playing in uh, in the beginning of uh, Marat? No, uh, he's playing like a Sega Saturn game. Oh, okay. In Marat, it's in uh, Chasing Amy where they're playing Genesis NHL. Mm. They wanted to do. I was just listening to him talk about that, but like he was, um, they wanted to have NHL because that's what they were all playing all the time was the Genesis NHL games, right? Like mm-hmm. EA games, mm. and they got a licensing deal for Marats to put the new Genesis and like the newer version of like mm. Sega hockey on there. So he's, they show him playing the Sega hockey game. 
yeah. for Saturn or whatever. But the next movie, when they had like they didn't have to worry about a licensing thing, he's like, no, we just all play NHL '94 still, even though it's 1996 or whatever. So yeah, yeah, that's nice. what we're playing still. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like I've I've been like with like my cousin or something like that in the past couple years, and still end up playing like, oh, Super Nintendo's hooked up, NHL '94. Like, yeah, all right, like let's play, let's play <laughs> NHL '94 for a couple nice. hours. It was uh, a really fun game. Oh, so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was around the time when I was getting into the uh, the Kevin Smith View Askew movies as well. Mm-hmm. Like, was uh, sort Excellent. of my, like, grade 11, grade 12, that sort of thing was when I started, like, uh, Mallrats first, and then I went back and saw, like, Clerks and, uh, and Chasing Amy as well. Yeah. Um, high school is when I started, like, actively collecting comics uh, around, like, 90... 90- around like my grade 10 year i guess uh would have been when i started collecting uh mainly just the superman books i'd had like some of my dad's older comic books uh and also like i just i'd go to a comic store every once in a while like and i bought like some of the death of superman books and stuff like that but i wasn't like really actively collecting i would just read those same few ones that i had over and over again this was the point where i started actively collecting new books and going back and trying to find the older superman books as well like back in back to like the mid 80s um, so this is the start of that fucking wormhole. Or <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, this was when I started becoming sort of a fledgling music nerd. Like uh, I started, I, to be fair, I was listening at the time to you know basically just kind of what my friends were listening to. Like it was a lot of alternative and stuff like that. And like some of my first albums, I think I've talked about before, were stuff like uh like our lady peace and live and uh beastie boys and stuff like that um but then when i uh i started learning to play uh bass in uh the in my music classes and i uh, me and some of my buddies started an actual like rock band and at that point like i started getting more into classic rock so um more into like the zeppelin and pink floyd and the who and that kind of stuff um and uh let's see i was definitely a fucking like band and choir nerd in high school mm. like i was in both the the uh like concert band and the jazz band uh playing like bass and double bass and i was also in like the big choir and like the smaller like jazz ensemble choir as well uh this is where i like i'd my parents had been taking me to musicals and theater and stuff like that since i was a kid and i i enjoyed it but this is where i started actually participating in them was in like high school like uh, i was in um uh, joseph and the amazing technicolor dreamcoat and uh peter pan both in high school um with those things oh and then uh in my lo- my senior year in high school my oac year I was the musical director for the pit band, the pit director for uh, Godspell. Okay. So that was where I started to really lean harder into the theater and musical theater. Like I also um, uh, did, I was in one or two of the Sears drama festival shows that our high school did as well. Mm-hmm. Do they still do those? Christy, yeah, does that do. sound familiar? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if Sears is still yep, a thing. I was not. in Sears. They, my teacher just posted about it. My old high school teacher. Yeah, they still do it. It's a really big, uh, really big festival. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, uh, right towards the end of high school, is when I started getting into horror stuff. So I had a, uh, my buddy who's actually he was the singer of my band. Um, we started like spending like weekends watching like old horror movies. Like he, I'd seen bits and pieces of them, but never really like sat down and watched. Yeah, horror, horror, exactly. Like Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street and like. 
uh, like the old Romero zombie movies and Night of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead and that sort of stuff. And like, uh, uh, you know, some, some of the less sort of mainstream stuff like Candyman and that sort of thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was all like towards the end of high school for me. Yeah, our high school was pretty like pretty similar because like I that yeah. was when I started getting like hardcore into like collecting comics. Um, you said you said that's where you kind of started getting into the record or thing. This is where I went like full on like <laughs> album nerd. Like I got my job at the movie theater and like most of every paycheck just went directly to Sam the Record Man as I was just <laughs> filling in like curiosity after curiosity. It's like where. Like, oh, mom had the Zeppelin albums at the house, but I want my own copies, like that kind of stuff. Like, all the yeah. two, like all that stuff. I just buy everything. Like, every Tuesday going in and, like, whatever was new, like, in, in my kind of, like, lane or whatever, like, I'd just be buying every. Like, I had, I was the guy who had every CD. Like, everybody in high school knew me as the guy who had every record because it was like, <laughs> you have this? Like, yeah, I have it. But I'll, like, I can make you a tape because I'm not giving you the CD because they're 30 bucks. <laughs> You'll never pop, get so. it back. Yeah, mm-hmm. so fuck you. I'm not giving you, but give me, a, give me a tape and I'll make a tape for you or something like that. That was really like high school was where that became like probably my main music or my main nerd kind of focus was the music side of thing. And that was high school. Because mm-hmm. it's also like at the end of high school is when like the show stuff started happening where I was like, oh, I got my license and I can get to Toronto and like spend the other part of my paycheck on concert tickets and go see all these shows and stuff like that. Because like I wasn't cool in high school either. So it was one of those things where like I needed shit to do on the weekends when I wasn't working. So I was like, well, Matthew Good's playing. So I'm just going to fucking drive out and see Matthew Good kind of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, it was like years later, I still remember like running into a couple people and they were always like, we never saw you around during high school. Like you should have come to a party or something like that. You were so cool, like going off to concerts and stuff. I'm like, it's because nobody fucking invited me to anything. Yeah, exactly. So, like, so I had to make to go... my own fucking fun. Yeah, I had to make my own fucking fun. So I ended up going <laughs> to concerts and shit all the time because there's something that like I like doing, and you guys suck. So <laughs> fuck you. Nice. But yeah, I got a couple of those like after the fact. Like you always like at a show or something like that. I'm like, yeah, all the time because whatever. It's also when I started playing drums. So that's when I started playing in bands and like mm. having to like get special permission to go play in bars and stuff like that on the weekends yeah. and whatever. So like that became kind of a thing. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like very very similar kind of <laughs> stuff. It's kind of crazy. Buffy at this point too. Like that's where Buffy became like the huge thing for everybody. Mm-hmm. So we were right into that. Um, I totally just ruined our order of like by starting to blab, but like, Christy, <laughs> what was your high school experience like? Nerdy experience like? Um. Well, again, I was doing theater. Um, I I've never really been a big music person. Like, I I appreciate music and I love music, but I've never really fallen into it passionately like other people have. Well, it's like I think that we were, I was talking about it with one of the the juniors at my at my job this week, and she's like, "You know all this stuff." I'm like, "Well, first of all, I have no life, and I'm a giant nerd, so like I just <laughs> study all this stuff all the time." But like, this is pra- it's practically religion to me at this point. Like, some people have God, I have Eddie Vedder, I guess. Like, that's just the way I look <laughs> at the world now. So that's funny. Yeah, I think that's kind of, I think that's what it's become to me. It's just become that thing that's just like it's always there, and like, thank God, like. I, Eddie Vedder and Matthew Good have continued to tour all the time, so I always have those two guys kind of around and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, don't talk about what you didn't do. Yeah, I know, I know. It's just, <laughs> I just kind of, I'm kind of bummed that I never really got there's into still that. time. I know, Chris. There's that's why we could, if you should take the advice we give you, like the albums that we talk about on those album things, yeah. and you should get into it. Like that I would know, be, and I did. I made a playlist the first round. I just haven't gotten. I know the second one. 
but you should like that's how that that's how we got into that stuff would be like well Mm -hmm. maybe it was me doing the recommending to a lot of people back then because i'd be like oh i got this cd you'd probably like it like here i'll make you a tape kind of thing yeah but like if people recommend recommend stuff to me i go listen to it and that's that's just how i get into all kinds of stuff Mm -hmm. what'd you do with the shit that you bought that you just didn't like did you like sell it like at a pawn shop or something like or did I have keep it all I have most like I have 2000 CDs at my parents house. so you gotta like, have so much shit in that I, there's a lot of shit like <laughs> I was looking through it on the weekend I was there and I was like in my dad's office and he's got them all up on the wall and I was just like god fucking damn it I could have bought a house in like 1999 <laughs> yep um, my dad did something similar with like rookie baseball cards he just hung them all on the wall yeah just like think like god what an asshole I was <laughs> because like right after when Napster happened you're just like fuck me I wasted a lot of money um but no it's all it's all just there so it's like i was like what did i see and i was just like fuck i can't believe i own that album I, it was the flies remember that song oh uh, yeah got you got where, you where, I, where want I want you, you? Yeah, yeah i bought that like that kind of thing i would buy like Boom, one, sucka, one sucka. yeah <laughs> yeah i had like shit like that i have oh. all that stuff yeah <laughs> yep got so. you where i want you yeah that there's a fucking one hit wonder right there. yeah it has served me in good stead in some instances because like i wasn't a huge deftones fan like going way way back that was a more recent thing, but I was like, I would go back to my CDs and just be like, holy shit, I bought all their records in spite of the fact that I barely cared. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I still had every CD already. So huh. It's okay. I've got the Dishwalla album. I Anyways. have all, I have three of their albums. Oh, Jesus. Christy, <laughs> yeah. keep going. We got- right. The things that I, I like. Yeah, because we got to call it soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Um, the uh, the things that I, I really fell into in high school was just like, that was when the PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 3 came out. And um, oh, fuck, you were in high school when that shit happened? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, how, Mark, you're 33. Five. 35. Okay. Five. Yep. So you're 35. I turned, so... I turned 36 on Sunday. Yeah, I'm not oh. till October. <laughs> Look at you guys. Um, so you're, you know, seven or. Um, eight and nine years older than me. Eight and nine years yeah. older, yeah. Um, so yeah, this is like I, I, I don't know. It's just no, I know it's time. It's just like, it, like, it just. <laughs> I was um, like, I was, I was in college or like post college or something like that when that shit happened. Yeah, you know what I mean? So no, that's true. Well, I was um at that point like I was so involved with theater that um I was just like that's what I was obsessed with. But any of my spare time that I had was also improv. I was getting really deep into improv in high school for a little mm. while. Um, but uh, I started, um, I, I guess that's when I, I started kind of like trying to ditch the nerddom a little bit for a while because I was, it was like, nerds were just sort of becoming cool, but I was like. Mm. Yeah, high school, we, we, we had to hide it. Like yeah. That's why yeah. I, I, I dove into the music so much because yeah. that was an acceptable form of kind of nerddom like people were like oh it's okay that you're into that like as like an obsession but, yeah like, i like art- i never read comic books in public oh no and like i was so bad because like art class would just be like i just want to draw iron man or whatever and it was like oh i'm gonna draw something that's draw like a bowl of the- fruit <laughs> yeah just draw what the teacher tells you instead of drawing whatever because like yeah. i got over it as high school kind of went on but at first it was like oh fuck yeah. i can't show the fact that i'm into batman like people are gonna I know. I'm never. I'm never gonna touch a boob. Yeah, this that's happens, little kid you know I mean? stuff like, or whatever. Yeah. But see, that was kind of the thing. Like I, um, I had just sort of gotten into the cusp of the cool kids, and the cool kids were becoming the theater kids. Okay, um, you're not making any sense to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> cool kids and theater kids. What's yeah, those are. No, those, those are. It's because they were also on the student council, and like these were the kids that did mm. everything. And even the sports mm. people were doing theater. 
Um, You're just describing just... Eric to me. <laughs> Actually, that's my <laughs> high school. My high school experience watching Star Wars. Um, that's probably why I'm so like wishy-washy on Star Wars is because I saw them five trillion times with Eric. Yep. <laughs> Every time I went to his house, we'd end up watching Empire again. That's amazing. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, but I'm trying to think like what I was really into around high school. Um, because like I, I would say that's when I when I discovered like Imogen Heap and Death Cab for Cutie and um yeah that sounds about right yeah, time yeah I was um I I got really into that music for a while um and then all my summers were at camp so that, that I was, was when you had your your uh, behind the dumpster Death Cab uh, damn Mr experience. Mrs Smith to hell <laughs> um, that was the movie you guys were seeing yeah <laughs> fuck that's a horrible night to have yeah. One of the worst mo- nights of my life. Um, I still I look for that dumpster once in a while. I'm just like fuck you. But, um, though, I'm glad dumpster, we bring it up at every opportunity me. too. Then shielded me. No. Someday let me. Uh, someday remind me to tell you the story about like my grade ten semi-formal. You could just tell that now. Oh fuck! All right. Embarrassing stories with Tim. <laughs> we also had an embarrassing story with Mark earlier. This is very exciting. So this was uh, my grade 10 year. Um, as I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, part of the reason that my high school years were kind of rough was because my mother was the fucking vice principal at my school. <gasps> oh, my God. I didn't what? know. Oh, no. no, that's right. You did tell us that. My mother was vice principal at my school. My father was a judge in town. Yeah. So, <laughs> You're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So not a lot of kids wanted to hang out with me. Um, I could see cause, that. like there were some kids that were like, yeah, your dad put me in jail or put my dad in jail or something like Screw that. You. Or like your mother, you know, is the one that like fucking, you know, sent me to detention or suspended me or whatever for mm-hmm. cheating or getting in a fight or whatever. So, yeah. So, uh, not, not, not the best, uh, not, for not make, making, popular, right? making friends and stuff like that. So, um, but uh, there was this one girl that was also sort of like an outcast, and she was in my grade 10 drama class, and uh, her name was uh, Bethany Jameson, and uh, she, for some reason, like, took a shine to me, and we started, like, hanging out and, like, you know, sort of dating a little bit, although I don't know if we ever really went on, like, a proper date, like, we would just, like, hang out together in class and stuff like that. in high school, right? Like, yeah. Like, so and like on, uh, I remember we went on like a, a school trip to Toronto and we went to like a museum or something like that. And the whole time, like on the bus ride there and the bus ride back, we were like sort of cuddling and like holding hands and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I, like me, like in like fucking grade 10, I was like, oh, I guess we're like boyfriend, girlfriend now. You know, this must be what this is like kind of thing. And then so we went to the uh, like fall semi-formal together or something like that. Yeah, it was fall semi-formal, grade 10 year. And uh, it was in, like, November or something. And, like, for most of the evening, like, I thought things were going pretty well. And then, like, she just sort of, like, disappeared halfway through the night. And I wasn't really sure what had happened. And she started, like, dancing with other dudes and stuff like that. And, like, I just shut down. I wasn't sure what the fuck to do or anything. So I was just like all dejected and sad and like I tried to talk to her but like it was one of those situations where like her friends cut you off and say like no, she doesn't want to talk to you right now. I remember I have I have no fucking idea what I did or what happened or anything like that. Like looking back, I don't know if it was just that like she was like, haha, I'm gonna fuck with the you know vice principal's kid or something like that. Watch this or whatever. Or if it was like 
I don't know, I did something stupid or said something stupid because I was in fucking grade 10 and yeah. I didn't know any better. Um, so eventually, like, there, there was still maybe like an hour left of the dance and I was like, well, I'm not having any fucking fun anymore. So I'm just going to go home. And I like, I lived maybe a half hour walk away from the school or something like that. So I just fucking left and started walking home. And I guess one of the teachers saw me leave and came and like drove up beside me and was like, are you okay? Do you need a ride home? And I was like crying and shit like that. And all, you know, like fucking high school heartbroken. And I was like, no, okay, I'm just going to go home. And yeah, that was, uh, so there you go. Embarrassing, embarrassing, sad fucking high school stories with Tim. (laughs) Never, never really talked to her much after that. No, I wouldn't either. And, uh, yeah, not, not really sure what happened there to this day, but good story. Anyways. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, sorry. So it's funny though, because like, I feel like in high school you just, uh, I high school was my time where I I was every gay boy's um, test, like, (laughs) meaning they would date you to see if they were gay or not. Four times. Four. Four Holy shit, Christy. I wish Paul could be on the episode right now. He could walk you through this feeling. I don't know where he is. <laughs> my dad, He's at work. My dad so affectionately called me um, his little fag hag. But that's it, different, it, though. Fag yeah, hag fag is just hags. somebody who's friends with gay guys, yeah, right? They, well, and this isn't including... This it's, is it's, actually, it's, actually, it's fruit fly now, guys. Oh. Just, yeah. <laughs> well, it actually was five, but that was including my long-term boyfriend who is identifies as bi slash pan... So, so did you have like a so you only experience? turned him halfway? <laughs> I had an ex. I think I told you guys this. Who called me the spatula because I knew how to flip them. <laughs> I was like, Thanks. Thank you. That's super nice. What a lovely thing to say. So oh. things that made me nerdy in high school. Um, the spatula. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, but. Uh, no, you know what's actually during high school I was going through a bit of a rough bit of a rough go because I was kind of stepping away from religion. Mm. And a lot of my friends were like getting really deep into religion. So I was reading a lot of like texts trying to figure out what, what I was. What you believed, yeah. And a lot of my energy was focused on that. So like I didn't I I played games like Legend of Dragoon to get, you know, and that was my pastime was diving into any adventure game I could find. Um, so kind of like how you were with Monkey Island. I Any game that I found that had a really good story, mm-hmm. um, I was really invested in. Anything you could like immerse yourself mm-hmm. in just to sort of take yourself away. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Cause, yeah, I mean, I, I would do the same thing with those games. Like, I would just get so invested in them, and I would, like, stay up later than I was supposed to playing them. Like, yeah. there was a time that I, like, took my dad's, like, laptop into the bathroom with me, and my parents were, like, super convinced I was just, like, fucking jerking off madly, right? But I was just like, <laughs> no, I gotta fucking finish this game! <laughs> no, it's true, though. It's true. Like, that's... It was so easy to just, like... I feel like that's why it's hard with high school because I feel like in high school you never were really honest with yourself about what you liked. You mm-hmm. know? Like, I think back on it now and I liked theater. You, you try to fool yourself into thinking yeah. you liked things that everybody liked. And- yeah. yeah, I definitely yeah. played football for a couple years and I fucking hated it. And like, ugh. Yeah. Hated yeah. it. I, I Me too. I tended to ch- shift my interest depending on who I was hanging out with. Because like, in my, I switched friend groups every year. So my first friend group, they were all the stoners. 
So I got interested in being stoned and like looked at, did a whole bunch of research about what marijuana was and did and blah, blah, blah. And we would just watch like dumb movies. Um, my second year, I fell in with the theater crowd. And then my third year, they all left. So I fell in with the arts crowd. And um, so I was interested in art and all that stuff. So I don't really know like if anything really changed from my interests in primary school to high school. But like I was, you know, I was into shitty 90s sitcoms and like, or millennium sitcoms like Will and Grace. I really loved Will and Grace <laughs> and Friends and stuff like that. But I don't think anything really, really like stuck with me the same way. Like when I went to university, I, I fell in love with, um, you know, uh, books and things like that again. I just wasn't, I wasn't really tuned in in high school. That's a shitty answer, and I'm sorry, but it's like no, that's all right. I feel like that's that's an honest answer versus like yeah. pulling yeah. crap out of nowhere. <laughs> but yeah. Huh. All right. Well, we are we are quickly coming up on two hours, so yeah, maybe we should we should. I feel yeah, like we we'll... should do like a, another episode like this. We could, we could just continue it on next week and yeah. do like part two of this. We do like undergrad and beyond sort of yeah, thing. Totally. Let's do that. That would yeah, totally. Let's do that. It'd be okay. totally. And I I barely talked about my gaming. Like I've I, I've gamed the entire time. Like I had an NES all the way through. And I have I, every time you guys start talking about gaming, I'm like, oh yeah, I did that. Oh too. yeah, like I had <laughs> color color in high school. I played Pokemon yeah. all the time. Or like, Pokemon but, like, and Game Boy Color. Game Boy Color. Game Boy Color. Oh yeah. wow, I still remember getting the original Game Boy. Whew. I had a, yeah, I had a Game Boy when I was a kid too. Yeah, I didn't play a lot of that. Paul, remember Game Paul, Boy Pockets? Yeah, no. but Paul had one of those, but yeah, yeah, Paul really like glommed onto those handhelds. So it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll, let's yeah, let's put a pin on it. And we'll come back to this next week. It means we can be lazy and not have to come up with a topic for next week. Which is... <laughs> woohoo! Me hosting. Woo-hoo! No, 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 no new topic. Yay! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tim gets an easy one. Yeah. Well, I I stole this from Tim, so I got an easy <laughs> one too. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's call this a night. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, you can give us a like on our Facebook page. We're at facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast. Uh, let us know what you're thinking about what we're talking about. If you have a weird high school nerd experience, you want to share your embarrassing story. Yeah, do we'll do Facebook more of that page. next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. We'll do. We well, can do some commiserating on Facebook in our little group. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at drd underscore podcast. Um, we're available wherever you get your podcast from, but if you want to give us a rate and or review on, well, I guess the Apple ones where you can do that the most, but like, go do that. That'd be awesome. Um, and we kind of would rely on that to find new listeners since Christy won't share a podcast with anybody. I shared ever. it twice. <laughs> One time. One time, Christy. Two times. Two times. <laughs> All horse shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So say goodnight, Tim. Goodnight, Tim. Say goodnight, Christy. Good night. And I'm Mark. Have a good one. Uh, I'm going to miss you, Chris Cornell, wherever you are. Rest in peace, buddy. But stuff. Oh, come there on. We he go. just had a sentimental moment. Yeah, I'm having a little <laughs> moment and you gotta ruin it with butt stuff. I Wait. have to defuse it. Mm. Butt stuff doesn't ruin anything. No. But. Unless it's Christy's butt yeah, stuff. Yeah, then it ruins yeah. everything. Alright. <laughs> Except clothes. I don't want anyone to think. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like a Jay and Silent Bob's Break Back moment? It doesn't ruin clothes. It's not that kind of like, I don't have like drips. Do you have to put the paper up there to keep it from like, leave it streaks? No, I'm not plagued by a shit demon. By a shit. (laughs) No, it's nothing like that. I don't have to wear Depends. That was very exciting.
Are we? Are you good? Are you done? <laughs> My grandfather always used to say that he he wore depends because they made him feel more confident. <laughs> oh. Valid, valid life choice, right there. <laughs> valid life choice. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs>